Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. And coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 77. Hello, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me tonight is BT Calloway. Hello, Elliot J. O'Neill. And joining us is new guest, Michael Pishinari. Hey. How we doing, man? Great. Thank you for joining us for The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but the catch is that each episode comes from a different decade. Now you're joining us for the first time tonight. You've been a Simpsons fan for a very long time. Oh, yeah. Up until around season 13. Mm-hmm. That's the common story with most people. <laughs> and unlike a lot of our guests, you actually have a podcast. Yeah, it's called the Oz Culture Podcast. So if you enjoy listening to my voice, then you can check <laughs> us out over there. And uh, we're actually talking a lot about The Simpsons on our next episode. Yeah, and uh, your last episode I really enjoyed. Uh, you were talking about the best and worst Simpsons video games. Yeah, so we talked a lot about uh, some of the old school stuff from the old Nintendo days and then some of the newer stuff like Simpsons Hit and Run. So yeah, yep. a lot of good stuff there. A lot of horrible memories coming back <laughs> as we were playing them. But yeah, absolutely. Stuff. Well, I mean, at least Simpsons Hit and Run would have probably been the best out of all of them, hey? Yeah, that that was a fun game. Some Don't funny give away moments. his podcast. <laughs> oh, whoops. Ah, oh, spoiler alerts. <laughs> all right. So back to my podcast, <laughs> The Simpsons Index. We just watched an episode from the HD era. This was season 29, episode 12, Homo is where the art isn't. This was first released four days ago in March of 2018, and it was written by Kevin Curran. Now, before we roll into the episode, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that this is Kevin Curran's last credited episode because he died in October of 2016. And, yeah, I just thought I'd like to mention that, yeah, he has some amazing credits to his name. He was an editor and writer of The Harvard Lampoon. He wrote David Letterman's first ever top ten sketch. Wow. Wow. That became an icon of Letterman's entire set. Absolutely. He was also a prominent writer for Married with Children and been working for The Simpsons since about 2000. During his time, he's written some great episodes like I'm Spelling As Fast As I Can, the Spelling Bee one. Mm -hmm. We're on the road to Doware. How much is that birdie in the window? Anyway, I wanted to sort of take a moment to acknowledge the good things because I've got some very mixed feelings on this episode that I need to get out. So anyway, in this episode, this is a massive stylistic parody of an old TV 70s cop insurance adjuster show called Banachek. Instead, it's with this guy, Manichek, and he's investigating uh, a stolen painting, the poetess. And we find out that Homer's got a rare love of art for this painting. So, guys, what did you think? Uh, the only way I can really s- respond is to use one of their own jokes. So bear with me as I take the extra time to do it. But it was a great episode of Banachek. <laughs> <laughs> Not of The Simpsons. Yeah, I pay that. Yeah, Michael, what do you reckon? Look, I went in with no, like, very low expectations because I'm not a huge fan of the new Simpsons. So I actually thought this was pretty good. Yeah. Considering what I was going in thinking Mm. it was going to be, it was actually funny. I actually chuckled a bit and laughed, which was surprising. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. There were some laughs to be had. It's just for the eye rolling moments. I've got mm. a pain in my eye. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. I'm so very mixed on this. I, I, you know, let's get into it, and maybe I'll figure it out on the way. Let's get into it. Well, why don't you tell us, BT, for better or worse, what is a moment from the story that stood out to you? Uh, I'm going to launch with just all Manichek's lines are just really great. Yeah? They're, they're kind of sleazy, but kind of in a jokey way, and he does get called out for enough, and it's just... 
Yeah, no, I love wives. They never ask you to marry them. It's like, yeah. And he's got like a whole bunch that, yeah, are kind of sleazy, but they're just, they're, they're good. They're well-written. I'm assuming that's exactly on the character they're parodying, not having ever seen that show. Well, no, it's a weird show for them to parody. Like, yeah. Very what? obscure. Yeah. Mm. Obscure, old 70s show, only lasted like two seasons. Mm-hmm. 17 it's episodes. Biggest uh, notable star was Greg Papard. Papard. That's just fun to say. Mm-hmm. Try it at home. There's a tongue twister there. Papard's... Oh, yeah. Papa. Papa's papa. <laughs> Popped paprika pies. I don't know. Like, I'll try it later. <laughs> yeah, so, Matichek, we may as well just get into this. This was voiced by Bill Hader, who, I mean, I'm sure everyone knows by now, Saturday Night Live alum, mm-hmm. writer, actor, extraordinaire, incredibly gifted impressionist. Yeah, and, uh, no, he, like I said, all his stuff is really funny. Oh, uh, well, uh, like, this character was, like, he felt odd in the Simpsons universe, and I think that's coming back to what you were saying before about this sort of felt like an episode of Banachek, not... Well, yeah, because we follow him. We don't follow the Simpsons. The Simpsons feel like an addition to a Banachek episode. Yeah. And, honestly, they were the worst part, <laughs> weirdly <laughs> enough. Because, uh, yeah, I liked his lines, I liked enough of the story, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael, for better or worse, what's a moment from this story that stood out to you? Just the whole thing of Homer being, like, so obsessed with the painting. I was just, like, his justification for why he likes the painting was very, like, uh, what? I don't don't get it. Like, they didn't even try and put something in there that he would enjoy, like, food or something (laughs) or beer to kind of be like, oh, okay, I understand why he likes Mm -hmm. it. He sees something that no one else has seen. Yeah. Yeah, it is sort of part of what I think about this episode is there There are a lot of forced moments mm-hmm. where they're like expecting the audience just to go along with it, even though they haven't done the work of building it up properly. I kind of get like, yeah, Homer's just having a stray love of this thing, but I wish it was for a stupid reason that, yeah, it, when he looked closely, it looked like pie. <laughs> yeah, and then when Manichek was like, oh, Homer wants a deeper connection with his daughter. That's the real reason he likes the painting or whatever. I was like, I did not get that at all. <laughs> no. And neither n- Homer or Lisa <laughs> thought neither that. Neither <laughs> did anyone watching this. So, yeah. 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 No, I think Lisa saw it as a good like consequence of Homer liking this painting, but she didn't think no, that's what... Yeah, it was not the source of his interest in it. And no. Yeah, because the response to that would be to go to a different art museum. Right? Yeah. Why does it have to be this mm. one? Yeah. That said, though, I think if it was just like it reminded him of beer and donuts, it would have maybe lessened the effect because he could just okay. have beer and donuts. Mm. I like the idea that it's just something about this particular painting is drawing him in, but I don't think it was quite sold well enough. Yeah. Um, a good comparison is probably Parks and Rec. Leslie's painting where she's a... Um... No, 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 no. Um, fucking Tom. Oh, where Tom, Tom Heatherford. Yeah, where Tom... Like, someone makes this abstract art piece, and he's just like, this is stupid. And then his, like, later he's like, I actually kind of love this. And he kind of co- tries to commission more, and nothing quite matches up, and he can't yeah. explain why, but he just loves it anyway. Oh my god, it's practically the same, because, yeah, Tom doesn't care about art. He's just trying to buy something good that um, everyone will like, and he ends up falling in love with this abstract, like, circles, colors, lines, and squares painting. Yeah. Interesting. And, yeah, it has more bits where he's just like, no, no, make better art when he's trying to get <laughs> commissioned works that he likes just as much and he can't for some reason. I yeah. think, yeah, better to hang it on that inexplicable reason why someone likes something. Yeah. It reminded me of, do you guys watch Seinfeld? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you remember when Elaine's boss, he was really obsessed yeah. with the 3D painting? Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me of that. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if, uh, if everyone else got it except him, mm-hmm. and that's yep. why he was so... <laughs> obsessed with the painting because everyone else can see something that he can't. Yeah. So, I don't know. 
Yeah, someone. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been something there. Have one of the museum tour guys walk past and talk about it. He's like, that's just a bunch of squiggles. And he stares at it for a long time. He's like, or is it? Okay. And, and like, maybe he mm. keeps nearly figuring it out, but doesn't quite yeah. crack it. Or I don't know, something else. Oh, uh, yeah. Just sell it to me a little And bit then more. it's sort of a little bit like uh, Mole Rats, yeah. uh, the guy. It's, yeah. a, uh, it's not a schooner, you dumb bastard. <laughs> it's a sailboat. <laughs> you know what? There is no Easter Bunny. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I, I love, love that, that movie. movie. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Jinx, here, I'm your beer. Um, <laughs> They're upstairs. <laughs> so the moment from the story that actually stood out to me was to do with Homer in that this episode, I liked a lot of the stylistic choices that they made to reflect the old banner check whatever TV show, but in the second act, that was mostly dedicated to Homer's flashback, mm-hmm. and I actually think this really fucked up the pacing of the episode. Yeah. Because also as well, it leads to a lot of clunky situations where Marge is telling Matnicek, oh, Homer couldn't sleep. All he thought about was this painting. And then it goes into Homer's jumping through the painting sequence. So in the implication of the story, Marge is saying this. (laughs) Marge knows what Homer's dream was about when he woke (laughs) up. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. And yeah, I think I think you're right in the kills the pacing because up until this point we've basically been doing a Banachek episode, yeah. And so to then suddenly stop and go through Homer's this is how he fell in love with the painting, it just yeah slowed it down and just shifted gears a little too heavily. And I would have, I mean, my main criticism of this is going to be it's not about the Simpsons, it's about Banachek. Yeah. But to that, I was still enjoying the Banachek ride, so. Mm. Yeah. Don't, don't disrupt that ride if that's what's going going well for you, I suppose. Yeah, and it's just a shame because it does make you think of classic Simpsons, which where they do a little bit of Cape Fear, and it'd still be very much the Simpsons, mm. just there's a few different stylistic choices. And yeah, I think this episode, unfortunately, didn't lean too hard into it either way, mm. where it went full Manichek or full Simpsons. But anyway, play count. How many times have you seen this episode? It just came out. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. First time. Well, I've still managed to see it twice now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should run a podcast. (laughs) Hmm. As a matter of fact, I do. It's called The Simpsons Index, and it is not only a podcast, it's an online spreadsheet. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Where can I find this? Online. And it's free. Free, you say? I'd be a sucker not to check it out. (laughs) (laughs) And you too at home. So, alter, um, I like that all that was directed at people already listening. <laughs> uh, we've done that before as well. On a podcast that presumes you watch the episode because we talk about it all out of order. Uh, next question is self-explanatory. Did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Great episode of Manichek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it had its moments, but uh, not, not quite. No. Something a bit off, mm. but it was still, still enjoyable. Yeah. It felt like... Uh, Black Dynamite, like a parody yep. 70s mm. yeah, TV yeah. show, but not like The Simpsons, no. Yeah, so parody 70s TV show by way of Simpsons yeah. happens mm. to have this. So, like, the show itself integrity is off, but the characters, how were they reminding you of The Simpsons of old? Nah. Yeah, there was something just a little off. About no, we're just saying just Homer as well. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing with Homer and the painting was way off. Because and... appreciate when we start this, we're at the auction and Homer bids like $8 million. And you're like, I, for a while, I'm like, I know this is a parody, but did Elliot start the episode in the wrong spot? Oh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know what's going on. And then, okay, obviously in the format of Banachek, sure, but we don't know that at this point. Mm. We've just had Mr. Burns and a person I've titled as Hello Guest Voice auctioning for this painting. Yeah. Oh, uh, and the other guest voice for this episode who was Cecily Strong. Cecily Strong. 
I don't know how to pronounce her name. Uh, she's another Saturday Night Live actress. She's also one of the, I don't know if you've seen Netflix, the characters. She does one of those episodes, and that's some like really good character exploration sketch comedy on that show. And I quite like her. Yeah. But I mean, just that opening is very confusing because Homer's in a tux and he's bidding and we're like, and I wrote down what the fuck is going on. Uh, and for a moment, I'm like, okay, maybe he's bidding on behalf of Mr. Burns or something mm. like that. And then, yeah. yeah, it takes us a while to find out why that's happening. I think it's meant to be that enticing little flash forward nugget at the start of the episode. Yeah, no, is, there like, a, mm. is there a quick Once I for got that? it, it made sense, but it was just that initial hit. If you hadn't told me this was a parody of a different show, I would have just been thoroughly confused. Mm. Up until that really long Banachek intro sequence. Holy fuck. Which, thank God, that was as long as it was. <laughs> yeah. I had the perfect solution as well. Like, why not just add lyrics? And make it like yeah. more funny. That, yeah. Well, that lyrics. also would have told us the audience what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they had a little explanation song. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah, it could have established who Manachek is, why we're you mm. know following him through the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, get some of those '70s funk vocals going on, like because yeah. the music was great. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was my next note <laughs> after. <laughs> after what the fuck is going on? Is this the <laughs> middle of the app? Uh, has the words nice music though. <laughs> But yeah, I love like 70s TV cop show funk, like that big strings and the rolling bass. And and you get some oboe in there and it's like, oboe, we don't get a lot of that. (laughs) More oboe, thank you. Oboe, where art thou? (laughs) Call the Coen brothers. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that long intro was so unnecessary. And I mean, I get it. They were doing a parody of these 70s TV shows, which would have long intro sequences to Mm. pad out the time. But Mm. hey, this is 2018. You know, we've got shit to do. Well, it's not only that. It's also you're doing a long parody of something that I'm going to guarantee 1% of your audience knows is a parody. Yeah. Mm. So. And so, yeah, halfway through that sequence, I remember just watching it. I just went, <laughs> and then it like <laughs> went for another minute. <laughs> I had time to write down, thank God this intro sequence is so long sar- <laughs> in a sarcastic font. Uh, <laughs> and the sequence was still going on. So. Thank God there wasn't a couch gag ah. as well, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know what? If it had led to a couch gag, ah. if, if the whole Manichek walking through the, the hallway had led to some couch gag, sure, I could have mm. been on board then. That would have actually been a really funny misdirect. Better yeah. dr- joke there, motherfuckers. Yeah. 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 I like uh, that. So, yeah, the characters were a little bit off. I kind of bought Lisa's involvement in the heist, though. I kind of like that she snuck her toke bag into the frame. I'm trying yeah. to find things I like. Yeah. <laughs> and it um, makes you think, what what was the point of getting that painting when mm. she had the tote bag the whole time? Like, couldn't Homer have just ad- admired the painting <laughs> the, in the tote bag? The yeah, tote bag? makes sense. If, if no one in the art world is going to notice this uh, tote bag has is, is replaced the original, Homer isn't going to know. Yeah. Exactly. So, and, and then also, how low is the security at this art house? Oh, yes. That an eight-year-old can walk in with a tote bag and change <laughs> a painting and no one notices. So let's talk about the wackiness of this episode because this whole how the mystery unfolds is so fucking... The twin brothers beating up their security brother. Uh, like, <laughs> Yeah. But admittedly, I do like the double down of Mr. Burns builds an identical art house so that mm-hmm. he go to the wrong art house and he can just, it's incredibly stupid and odd, but I did, I like, if you're going to go with that explanation, double down on it. Yeah, they did. And I, and I did get a chuckle out of like the ridiculousness of that. And I also like the, when Mr. Burns pulls the gun at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> Not now, sir. Is that, oh, right. <laughs> But you could tell that whole time they were leading it up to the mystery woman that no one knows at all, and they even pointed that out in the show. Which is then weird that 
after that, two other Simpsons mainstays are proven to be have also committed crimes. Yeah. So, uh, are there consequences or not? I guess not. Fine. Art theft. There's no consequences. Go out and steal something. Yeah, it's a really weird episode. Uh, like, what were some of the other wackier moments, though? I've, I've got one in big, bold writing, like uh, Manichek <laughs> punching... Uh, what's her name again? Yeah, he just punches the woman out. Like, wow, that was just really unexpected. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing he was just that kind of, you know, oh, she's a woman, but she's got a gun, smack. Oh, fair enough. Very 1970s. Me off guard. Uh, okay, the wackiest thing I think is uh, during the episode, a banner ad for Kevin Can Wait comes up. They gave him another fucking series. Oh yeah, uh, with like the same cast of King of Queens. <laughs> Didn't we get enough? How? What kind of blackmail? Who does he have photos of? I'm just... How does he... <laughs> He's Adam Sandler's <sighs> best mate. Yeah, so, well, That explains it. That does. Shit. I, I actually did like Homer's line, you know, I, I like my movie Sandlered and <laughs> my crust stuffed and my mi- martial arts mixed. Like, I was like, yeah, that's you as a character, Homer. Of course you'd like... You're the one who's buying fucking Adam Sandler tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone has to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Kevin James can keep getting fucking TV shows made. It's not unrealistic wacky. I do like uh, when he interviews Mr. Burns and he's going, pull, now shoot. Mm. So he doesn't have to do either either part. That was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, actually, that had one of my favorite Manichek lines in the episode, which is, oh, looks like the only thing getting hit is a nerve. Yeah, that was good. I like that. I do like the peppering throughout that, again, I have to assume is from Banachek, where it's like, I like you, Banachek. Yep. Want to have a guess at how many times that happened? I noted. Twelve. Really? I was going to say like eight. Yeah, Michael wins. It was it was five. It may have been <laughs> six because Homer plays with it and goes, I don't like you, Manichek. Did you count that yeah. as one? Or as one nah. Three? So it's five if, and six if you count. Did it feel worth it? Like all the episode, I like you, I like you, uh, I don't like you. It's like... Uh, it's not that funny. Well, again, it's it's parroting something we haven't seen. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is just something that just happened every episode of, I like you, Manichek. I'm going to tell yeah. you more than I should. Mm. It sort of felt a bit weird to have a lot of people doing that. Like, as Manichek is sort of calling people out, people would sort of go, Haha, you're clever, I like you, and that was good. But then when um, Manichek changes and just hitting on Marge for like a big chunk of the episode, mm. that makes me li- like him a lot less. Because, yeah. like, that's when his material got, like, okay, you're just hitting on a woman in front of her kids right now. This is fucked up. Although I do like the bit where he's, um, well, maybe we could talk more about this over dinner. Marge's like, all right, and then it's the Simpsons house, and the kids are all <laughs> yeah. making a mess. And he's just like, this is not what I meant. Yeah. I like how Bart kind of stood up for her as well. Yeah, yeah. That was a good moment. Hands off my mum, front pockets. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, in that dinner scene, actually, they're eating Frito pie. We were talking about Fritos the other week on The Simpsons. People make that a pie? Apparently. God damn it, America. (laughs) Get your shit together. (laughs) So what about the heart of this episode? Move along. (laughs) No, 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 really. What were the heart moments? I get maybe if you got something out of the, you know, Homer and Lisa are bonding. Mm. There is kind of a cute bit at the end where it's like, well, what do we do with the painting now? And he's like, well, we've built a new stadium with all the money we got from selling the paintings. And so then Homer's walking around going, ah, all my favorite things, beer, hot dog, bathroom, painting, daughter. And it's like, yeah, yeah that's kind of cute. The, the yeah. rest of it, I don't think was earned, but it was there when, you know, Lisa st- steals the paintings. It's the one thing dad, his dad's really loved and they've bonded over. The idea was there, but the heart wasn't, I think. Yeah. yeah. 
No, totally. And in this section as well, they're actually making a funny bit of social commentary as a couple of mm. new MNFL stadiums have gone up and people are going, uh, the statistics are there. People are like dropping off interest in, in, in NFL in droves. Yep. And yeah, and the teams themselves were called the Springfield Trauma versus the Shelbyville Concussions. I like that. <laughs> yeah, they ran a study and it's something like 96% of former NFL players have some kind of brain damage. Like, that is staggeringly high. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, 80 would be staggering. Oh, 96. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. And yeah, peewee football in the States is just on the absolute decline. And then, yeah, then cities go ahead and build football stadiums and people are like, uh, no, don't yeah. do that. And they think our football's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's no helmets. Yeah. No, and that's the crazy thing is that our football, you're less likely to get a concussion because the helmets actually provide more room for your brain to wiggle around Slam in around there. It. Yeah, it's Although, insane. There's a lot of been a lot of talk about banning scrums and stuff. Well, they, they should because scrums are fucking ridiculous. Back. Yeah, and then they used to, like rip people's ears off because you'd be wedged oh. between a bunch of sweaty, uh, muscular dudes, and your ears just get grinded. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember playing, um, yeah, under-14s football. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Why am I playing sports? <laughs> the parents are just charging on, like, yeah. tear his head off. <laughs> but I don't want to. You want to go to McDonald's later? <laughs> yeah. Well, then tear his fucking head off, metaphorically. Although, realistically, if you have to. <laughs> Parenting. Did you ever play football growing up? I played for like two weeks and then I was like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. I got tackled once and I was like, this does not feel good. Nah, Why am I doing this? <laughs> I'm, I'm hurt. Why? So your yeah. team can win. I don't care. Yeah, I don't <laughs> care about them. Fuck I care about these guys. <laughs> yeah. I played T-ball. There was no contact in that. Except nice. for this one time when a guy was on the run line and I got to plow him over. <laughs> He's not supposed to be there. <laughs> so yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Oh, I'm so mixed. Because... There are parts I did, like, I, all the Manichek stuff I did actually quite like. All the Simpsons stuff I didn't. So, do I want to watch it again? Ah, uh, Hardline, just back-to-back, -back, all the episodes of Banachek, then I want to watch this again. <laughs> mm. uh, conditional yes. Yeah, a very conditional yes. How about you? I would definitely watch it again, because I feel like I didn't properly kind of get all the jokes. Yeah. I kind of want to give it another shot see if there's a bit more substance there or like what I would do differently or how you could add a bit more heart to it. Sure. I don't know. Seeing it twice now, I don't know that I can get that much more out of it, but I feel like if it was on, yeah, I'd stick around for some of the Banachek one-liners, and mm. but then he'd start being gross to Marge. And yeah. I'd be like, oh. We'll leave it for that part. Yeah. yeah. Although, the, like, when he had, like, hit his limit, uh, when... She goes, oh, you've got a problem. And he's like, yeah, I know. I, I'm seeing a therapist tonight at my place. I'm like, oh, <laughs> damn it. I like you, Manichek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, it's that great that level of, that was sleazy, but that was also really well yeah. played. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do like the bit in the beginning where it's like, my wife has discovered a new vaccine that makes mosquitoes cure malaria. Well, when, she, when you find a cure for monogamy, let me know. Yeah. It's like, damn. Suave. <laughs> And yeah, delivered in that Bill Hader baritone as well. Mm -hmm. Fuck, that guy's an excellent actor. So, BT, what would you like to change about this episode? Uh, make it about the Simpsons. Let's follow them yep. and have Manichek come into their lives and go from there. But to follow Manichek, even though he's the most entertaining part of this episode, it makes it not a Simpsons episode. Yep. It's just this weird perspective thing. And unlike something like, um, what's the 7-Up uh, parody? 
where they, you know, the, oh, the yeah, document, up, documentarian. Yeah. That's still about The Simpsons, even though it's in the framework of this guy's documentary. Yeah. So something like that, use that as kind of your blueprint of how to, yeah, be effectively doing a parody. You're taking it from a different character's perspective, but it's still The Simpsons show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Michael, what would you like to change? Pretty much the same thing. Like, yeah, I wouldn't let yep. that character dictate the whole mm. show. Like, have him do those little moments because after a while, like, he does kind of get annoying with how yep. sleazy he is and stuff like that. And also, like, I don't know. I kind of wish he had some sort of comeuppance. Mm. For the, sure. Like, he does get... Slapped uh, by Marge. Yeah, he but does then get, she's like, I like you. Yeah. Maybe something, something along those lines. They showed in the credits how he had a kid. Yeah. So that was funny. That again felt like another weird reference because the woman handing him the kid was like very distinctly drawn as in oh, like yeah. this grey streak through her hair and I'm like, yeah. I'm guessing that's a reference to the show yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> Who does know? That, that <laughs> would be the other really note. Does. Parody something people have heard of. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say what I'd change about the show is don't lean in too hard into parodying one thing. Mm. Make it just a general aura of parody. Like when Weird Al does like a like when he does like the generic blues. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. the music is okay. This is every blues song, but yeah, he does like weird alley lyrics, and it's fun. <laughs> well, I woke up this morning <laughs> and I went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> My brothers and sisters all hated me because I was an only child. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, what I changed about this episode, I put Weird Al in it. BT, do you have any other notes? I do indeed, because there's a lot going on here that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Let's see. White chocolate, the loneliest chocolate. I agree. Oh, get fucked. <laughs> it's, it's so damn good. It's not the best, but it's so damn good. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying I think uh, no one walks up to you and goes, would you like some white chocolate to share with me? No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Sorry, it's just a fact. Fine. There's a good sign gag when they're protesting the museum closing that says, hands off my Rembrandt, but hands is spelled H-A-N-D-T-S. Like uh, Rembrandt. Nice. There was a couple. There was a few others. I didn't quite catch them, but there's definitely something there. Uh, I kind of got a right grin from their chant as well. You know, Rembrandt, Da Vinci, something Dali. Closing the museum would be a folly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Ken Brockman's line: "Now museum, now you don't." That was pretty good. <laughs> I felt like a pun. Yeah. Someone was banking for a long time. <laughs> Homer has an 07 Michelob in the liquor cabinet that he's saving. Uh, Michelob is like a shitty, shitty brand. Oh, is that the? Is it a a beer as well? Yeah, it's a beer. Beer doesn't age. (laughs) Most of the time, no. They do make one Crown Ambassador, which you can seller apparently. Who the fuck buys Crown? So there's a Venn diagram of people who have a seller and people who buy Crown. They don't touch. (laughs) Those circles don't touch on that Venn diagram. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck that beer was for. Mm. uh, Other criticism I didn't get to is it has really long establishing shots. Yeah. It's like Manilchek will drive up to a driveway, park in the driveway, apply the handbrake in the driveway, take a moment to compose himself in the driveway, get out of the car. It's like, I'm, again, I'm assuming this is part of the parody, but that means nothing to me as I don't know what you're parodying. It all chews up time as well. Like, when he was at the nuclear plant, they did that. Yeah, he drove up and he legit has him, like, look at his watch for a second. Yeah, so I'm again, I'm taking from that kind of context that it's, you know, a parody of the show. I don't know. Poke is a raw fish salad, so they complain about there being too many poke places. Sorry, poke, I'm pronouncing that wrong. Poke, yeah. But it's written as poke, so fuck you. Yeah, a Hawaiian dish. Yeah, it must be not popular in Australia at the moment. Yeah, well, We only why. just got sushi. <laughs> <laughs> We're always so behind on the trends. Yeah, we only like started eating McDonald's in the 90s. Mate, mate it's pronounced sushi. 
Sushi. <laughs> Get it right, you fucking wanker. What do you want? You want sushi or Maccas? <laughs> oh, it's got to be Scottish or L away, mate. <laughs> see. Oh, yeah. I wrote long establishing shots twice because it needed to be said. Yeah. <laughs> they refer to Homer Simpson as mini golf cheat. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's like, you know, billionaire Montgomery Burns and mini golf cheat Homer Simpson. I quite <laughs> like that. It's a good way to introduce somebody. Yeah. It's like when Homer appears on the news, all of his file photos are just like him with his tongue stuck to a lamppost and yep. <laughs> smoking a hundred cigarettes. And Yeah. And the last one was, yeah, a reference to Matichek's habit of, again, I'm assuming it's a parody, of mm-hmm. pausing to add impact to a line. It's like, well, Clancy Wiggum, aren't you looking well dead? Yeah. <laughs> so, again, from context, I'm assuming that's one of his things. But uh... And what was the pause on? Did you put that pause in on purpose or whatever? I can't remember. Well, maybe I did. <laughs> but no, well, two can play at that game. No, he didn't even say game. Then he get um two uh two can play at that. Ah, oh, fuck! I didn't write down the other line. Well, that would have been helpful, Elliot. You know, let's just put a long pause here and throw to the editing, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> editing Bay, Elliot J here to say that the line was two can play at that pause. It really wasn't good. Anyway, back to the show. That, gu- that guy thinks he knows everything because he's from the future. <laughs> Shut up, Past Elliot. <laughs> Michael, did you have any other notes? There was one moment where Manachek was uh, talking to Homer and he's just like, I'm going to find out why you stole that painting. And yeah. Homer's reply was just like, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, this sweet, sensitive Homer response. I just love that. Really cute mm-hmm. little moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Bart showing his ass to stop Homer from thinking about the art yeah. painting. Of, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, this is actually a really funny thing because Simpsons can't show bare butt anymore. <gasps> really? Yeah. See, back in the old day, you used to see Bart's ass once an episode. It used to be a drinking game. Now you can only see butts on cable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of curious why the shot was how it was set up, like it was just on Homer. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, usually this would be a huge wide ass shot. So yep. wait, so the FCC has closed in on butts. When did this like happen? Is it recent? Um because culture has just got more butt obsessed in the like the last five years. Yeah. So I, I'm confused. I think it's more to do with the kids' butts. Fair, mm. I guess. I don't know specific date, but I'd say around the late teens they stopped doing it. Um, Still, so, if yeah. your pe- if your fetish is animated butts. Go for it. Who are you hurting? <laughs> Other than maybe animators who don't want to commission that, but hey, they don't have to pay the, t- take the paycheck if they don't want there it. There are plenty of people on various porn streaming sites who <laughs> yeah. have plenty of animation for you. Yeah, exactly. It's out there. So if you're into animated butts, you should stay away from this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unless you are into abstract animated yes. butts. Oh, wow. <laughs> there is a very specific thing. <laughs> I'm really turned on by abstract concepts. We were talking before that if you put in any fetish and then the word tumblr you'll get a hit <laughs> abstract animated butts tumblr i'm gonna pump it in let's see what hits googling on the simpsons index in incognito mode oh no I, i'm open and free here <laughs> facebook isn't gonna steal my data and give it to the potus as well jimbo and kearney and the other dude smashing nuts with those wands yeah that was order. really random yeah i wish there there had been a better joke there like, they can sometimes get, like, swept up with learning. They're like, to mm. the library! And, yeah. Would yeah, been... they originally got them to, like, weigh a lot of nerds, and uh, mm. then they find out that, hang on, we're learning here, and we like it. Yeah, they're describing yeah. the painting in the audio one, and like, 
wait, they're describing co- concepts that resonate deeply with me. To the museum. That joke felt like a lazier joke of a much better joke. Yeah. I remember those guys still like Bart's bag with his homework in it mm. and they're like yeah. let's do his homework <laughs> what does freedom mean to me yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh uh, i was gonna ask what why did crusty want that painting did i miss something like when i was writing so now i can be as happy as steve martin and then he breaks down crying i didn't get this no steve martin's like he's okay isn't he i assumed so i mean he's steve martin he gets to play banjo now yeah, he's quick yeah. comedy and just goes round yeah, banjoing the, for people. What were they trying to say there about Steve Martin? I wasn't really sure. I wasn't sure why Krusty was there yeah. either. I felt like, did the painting have boobs in it or something? Did I miss something Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's a shame because with like a, a stolen painting mystery episode, it would have been nice to have a few more members of Springfield tied into it ra- rather than just, yeah, half of them being people we don't know. Yeah. Uh, quote from Steve Martin, the banjo is such a happy instrument. You can't play a sad song on the banjo. It always comes out so cheerful. So he is happy. Fuck you, Simpsons writers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now time for rapid notes that are speedy and not taking time doing lots of establishing shot of driveways. <laughs> I liked that the auction house was called Gavelby's. I miss that. Again, modern day Simpson sign writers are doing a very good job. Yeah, during that long intro sequence, I did actually take a timestamp for when the episode actually started, was at two minutes forty. Mm. So besides all the auction stuff to do with like that's a really long intro. That's a tenth of your episode. That's a long time to go, what's going on? Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, that whole time I just kept thinking, wow, they've amassed a lot of co executive producers. <laughs> Did you like Manichek's inflatable wine glass? It was unexpected, so I got a laugh out of that. Yeah, just because yeah, he's got a he just has a wine glass from nowhere. Where did you get that? Yeah, it's inflatable. Yeah, I think the fact that it was inflatable saved yeah. Mr. Burns's line of "Did you just bring that?" Mm. Which, uh. Well, again, it comes back to is this a parody of something we haven't seen? Does he just inexplicably yeah. always have a drink in every scene? Mm. Again, I don't know. This isn't fed properly. Homer did one of his, like, typical Homer emotion flips where he's like, I'll steal it, and then I'll lie back, and then I'll kill you. But I won't kill you, but I'll kill you. I just wanted to point out that I hated that. <laughs> yeah. So when Homer's staring at the painting, they're doing, like, a little background thing of the kids playing on the sculpture. And I didn't think that was It went funny. on too long. It'd yeah. be one kid playing on the sculpture, two of them trying to climb up it, cut back to Homer, cut back, and the sculpture in the background is just destroyed. Yeah. You know, just the implication. I didn't need to see... Five more mini clips of all the kids climbing on it, and then later on when they're all gone, it falls down. Yeah. So they're doing something as well there where they've got a statue in a glass case that's also moving around a bit in that background. But oh, I miss that. This is not it's funny. Like Millhouse is like, some of the kids went to the gift shop and they weren't meant to bring any five dollars, but some did. What? <laughs> <laughs> is this a thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, field trips in America. Can you only spend a set amount? And why? Nothing at a gift shop costs less than five dollars. Oh yeah, especially Sydney. Oh yeah, you want to buy a stuffed koala at Taronga Zoo? Fifty dollars. Mm. You want a fridge magnet? Twenty bucks. <laughs> what was that? Um, the rock bottom meme we saw the other day. <laughs> I mean, narrow that down. I browse a lot of rock bottom. Good point. Uh, the old woman and she's at the movie oh. theaters. <laughs> yeah. It's a large popcorn, a soda, and a movie ticket. Ninety dollars. Yeah. Too true. Too true. Too true. Marge getting really weirded out by Homer not liking representational art. I was confused and actually meant to look up what that meant. Oh, <laughs> I'm assuming it's just not, not, not abstract. In, yeah. yeah. And yeah, in that same moment, she gives Homer shit for not getting his DJ license. That was fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. Why would she 
give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Does Marge not know that DJing is not a real job? <laughs> why Why would she like that kind of music anyway? Uh, Mar- Marge is just a mad, happy, hardcore fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, she says earlier, music is none of my business. Mm. So, And mm. it's, no, it's also no DJ's business. Mm. <laughs> Take that. Change my mind, DJs. <laughs> I did like how Lisa goes, you don't know Homer, he's really sensitive, and it cuts to him waking Lisa up by just blowing into the saxophone. (laughs) Oh good, you're awake. (laughs) I did like that follow-up. Yeah, that to me was a classic, classic Simpsons misdirect. So talking about long establishing as well, the smoke blowing at the end when they're revealing... That was just a joke that got old to me. And I do like when Lisa starts explaining something and Banachek just leans in and breathes smoke on her just to, because that's his thing. Yeah. But uh, I kind of wish she was a little bit more put off by it as they were fading into the scene. Mm. Yeah, fair. And so my final notes is just over the credit sequence, they do a bunch of still frames like, like a 70s show would. Yeah. A, a mix of good and bad jokes. Like I liked how his uh, chest hair was in hair curlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't like how Marge was hugging a corduroy sheet sample. It was weird, yeah, because he's all like, come up, check out my corduroy sheets. And I was like, first yeah. of all, that sounds awful. Just on every level. <laughs> Corduroy's like heavy. Yeah, heavy and it's bumpy and you'll just you'll get those corduroy lines. Have you ever fallen asleep <laughs> on like a corduroy pillow? It's awful. <laughs> ah I have opinions. <laughs> what about the song by Pearl Jam? Oh no, that's a great song. Because oh, I don't have to sleep on it or wear it. <laughs> or look it. at it. I can just hear it. It's different. <laughs> Oh, no, and my final, final note is this episode was dedicated to Stephen Hawking, which was mm. very nice to that see. Was nice. It was. All right, guys, I'm out of notes. It is time to rank this thing. And oh on the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was meh, you give a participant. But if it's good, bronze, great, silver, excellent, gold. But for the best, of the very, very best, those episodes that are just so good and nutty, chewy, chocolatey, put it away, boy! <laughs> you give those episodes cubic zirconia. Now, let me go first. Let me show you how it's done. I really didn't know because mm. I've got justifications for giving this bronze um, or failure. No, not failure. Um, look, I'm just going participant because I don't actually know where I should put this episode. Like, mm. there are moments that the failures of it do bring it down for me. So it's a participant for me. BT, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm in the same kind of boat. I have everything in me right now from a failure all the way up to a silver. Because I think about the Simpsons wow. aspects. And I want to fail them because they're really pretty poor. Like I said, they were the worst part of this episode. And then, but I think about all the kind of much better mana check and its potential, and I w- could even go as high as the silver. It's a really hard one to grade because I'm not even sure I would watch it again. And yet I kind of feel like, I, I think I would out of the sheer curiosity of it. God, I'm really stuck on this. I, I'm going to follow the guts and the guts are surprisingly saying a bronze. Wow. I think there is an, I mean, as much as I dislike it, for not being an episode of The Simpsons, effectively. I think I got enough genuine laughs, and I did really enjoy Manichek and his character and his lines and all that kind of stuff. And even though a lot of the jokes were parodying something I haven't seen, I felt that there was enough context for me to figure that out from watching it. Sure. Uh, it's tough, and I it's hard to commit to a specific ranking, but uh, I enjoyed this enough to, I think I will go with the bronze. But shit, this is a hard one. If anyone has... <laughs> Any range of rankings on this one is fair game because there's a different justification. You could say this is an assistance episode, so obviously that's a failure, and that would be yeah. fair. Or you could say, no, if you've seen Manacek, this is a riot and give it a gold even. And be like, okay, well, you know, maybe you just need context. 
tough call, but I'm going to go with a bronze unless I change my mind and I'll blurt it out loudly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael, finish off the rankings for us. All right, I'm going to go with a bronze because I feel like this episode had great potential to be like a, a really good episode. It just it just needed more more detail on the whole relationship between Homer and Lisa. There was a chance for something special there. Yep. But yeah, Manichek dictates a bit too much of the episode, which kind of yeah. ruins it. I kind of feel like if you maybe found a more familiar detective show, mm. like to if you were in Columbo or something, yeah, like something a bit more popular, it could have made for some really good, funny jokes that a lot of people would understand. Yep. The really long intro stuff like that kind of let it down, as we said. A lot of long shots. You know, if you cut the time from that, could have put it more into that relationship and building up that heartfelt sort of moment that The Simpsons is known for. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a bronze. Definitely. That leaves this episode as a dull bronze. This will be joining other such episodes as Large Marge, When She Gets Boob Implants, Mm -hmm. Jazzy and the Pussycats, Where Bart Jazz Drums, Waverly Hills 9021 Doll, which we reviewed last week with Maddie Dockerill. Oh, and Dark Knight Court that has Fruit Batman. Yep. I feel like this is one you Have you heard of that one? i got to watch that one because I heard you guys mention it before and it sounds very, very odd. It is, really. Is Is it it funny? It's an episode with a very 50-50 split. Like, one storyline follows Bart and Lisa in, like, some school court thing. That's boring as hell. Okay. But the other half, which follows Mr. Burns being Fruit Batman and Mr. Smithers just running into places and paying people to be criminals and let him... Let Mr. Burns beat them up. That's really funny. So that yeah. sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it's it, a, it works surprisingly well, and yeah, it's it's a very split episode. Yeah, it's just such a shame that it's tied down with that Bart yeah. Lisa story, which goes nowhere. All right, so now is that reputation justified? Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Dennis Perkins of AV Club, our old mate, gave this a B and said it's neat. So on- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's their best review I've ever had. <laughs> He, he I, did have like another 150 so words. No, but. no, that encapsulates it perfectly. It's neat. <laughs> to almost to the point of, why do you keep pushing that potato, Mom? I just think they're neat. neat. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, on AV Club scale, this is sort of, this would probably be like a bronze, maybe a silver. Silvery bronze kind of yeah. section, yeah. So I don't think that's unjustified. Den of Geek gave it a four out of five. Um, Has he seen Manichek before? Solid episode, they said. Uh, that's the thing I can kind of if you have the background I feel like you could probably get some more out of this yeah yeah it reminds me a lot of the President War Pearls where we were were just like this might be a great parody but I have no idea at least in this one you can get enough from context to understand the parody even if you haven't seen the original yeah definitely alright guys well that does it for the HD era tonight now we're going all the way back to the teens era where we're going to watch Pigmolian We will be back. I am not looking forward to this. This is a bad title. (laughs) (laughs) And we are back, and we just watched our Teens Era episode. This was Season 11, Episode 16, Pigmolian. This was first released in February of Ought, and it was written by Larry Doyle. In this episode, Mo discovers he's ugly, and Lenny advises that he should get some plastic surgery. And so he does, and then he gets a job as a, the lead role on a soap opera. And then he ruins that opportunity, and then his face goes back to normal. Guys, what'd you think? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Very out there, but very funny. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. was just saying, I think this is one that's so familiar, it's going to be a little hard to rank because 
it, there are jokes I actually really like that I wrote down before that happened, but I'm like, I also wasn't laughing at them because I just, I knew them already. Yeah. That doesn't mean they're bad. I just, yeah, it's it's so familiar. I'm not sure where I'm going to land on this one. Yeah, I do have a weird nostalgia for this episode. Hmm. There was a big revelation in this episode where that woman goes and cut him off. Now. I have said now, the word now like that, so often in my life. And listeners, go back to the last episode. I say it then like that. Wow. Does this episode hold much nostalgia for you? Oh, yeah. I remember this episode very fondly. The the Duff Man... Was he around a lot before this episode, or is this kind of like his one of his big episodes? I guess this would be like him coming into his own because we met him in season nine's The City of New York versus Homer Simpson. Mm-hmm. Mm. And this is what what season is this? Eleven. So he's been around two years now. Mm. But how much they've used him in that time? Yeah, not too much. Oh well, he's clearly become a cultural phenomenon because. Oh yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The <laughs> band can't breathe. Oh no. no. <laughs> I love how that section as well. He's just thrusting for his life. <laughs> like, what else do you do? <laughs> when you're tough, man, and you're in peril, you get out of it with thrusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing I know. <laughs> and his dialogue in this whole thing was fantastic. It was. And it was mostly to do with, again, that irrelevant first act, which was more about the Duff carnival than it was about Moe's plastic surgery. I wouldn't call that. Oh, yeah, true. It got us... It was, got a, it was a necessary vehicle. Yeah. Uh, so, as an episode premise, this does sound like kind of, oh, here we go. Mo gets plastic surgery mm-hmm. and people love him. But, yeah, I had a fun time with this. Yeah, it's a fun story. Like, uh, it, as Michael was saying, it really moves. Like, Yeah. It, you go very quickly through this one. Yeah, and as well, like, this premise wouldn't work, I would say, if you didn't establish that insecurity with Mo. Yep. Like, if you didn't build him up so well as a character, this episode wouldn't work. It would just be like, what the hell? He's getting plastic surgery. But yeah. you built yeah. that up so much and, like, there were older episodes where he was a, a child actor. So it's like, it makes sense mm. him yeah. having this dream to become an actor and he was cast as an ugly kid before when yeah. he did the boxing. He started off as, like, what he was... He was, was uh, semi- first of all, was Kid Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> then Kid Presentable. And Kid Handsome. And finally, Kid Mo. Yeah. Kid Gruesome, not Handsome. Like, yeah. Talking about the build as well, I guess that the competition was a necessary moment because mm-hmm. it shows Mo is an adept barman and, yep. you know, he can pour some brews and he can throw out his drunk. Mm. Oh my, can he ever. And I think that was another nod to the past as well because he chased him with a board with a nail in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll have bigger boards and bigger, bigger nails. nails. <laughs> BT, what is a moment from the story that stood out to you for better or worse? There's a fair bit to get into. I'm going to start with the very beginning, which is Homer pulling the fire alarm and getting everyone to rush out and get into the car. And you've just got a lot of quick jokes there. Like uh, Lisa grabs the cat and a saxophone is like, oh, which trophy with trivia? Uh, attendance. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Marge held, is holding Maggie in the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Don't panic. Don't panic! <laughs> and then runs outside. He's like, "Excellent job, family. We'll be first in line at Duff Day." Yep. Oh, that means the pets were stuck in the car. Yeah. Well. Oh my God! With the vacuum, that poor dog. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal enemies locked together. Maybe they learn to love each other in the end. But yeah, that also leaves the good little uh, welcome to our designated driver, Funzo. It's like Funzo, and that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end, she's just <laughs> working the weights and opens so many pickle jars when I get home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and and now time to get in the mood with some beer music. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's like about a minute where you've got a whole bunch of jokes really quickly, and uh, it gets, yeah, it just gets the ball rolling very nicely. Yeah. How about you, Michael? What's a moment from the story that stood out to you? 
For uh, better or worse. There was two moments with Mo that I think really kind of did a good job of making you feel sympathetic for him. Like when he was behind yep. the curtain and he was trying to like practice his mm. little like, was like dance. a little shimmy dance. Yeah, like his entrance. Like that did a good <laughs> job. And then the other one when Mo overhears the executives just calling him flat out ugly. Like that felt very like heartbreaking yeah. for Mo. So uh yeah, those would be some of the moments that stood out to me. I like when he's listening to the executives as well. He's listening on a fake wall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, like, he doesn't need the stethoscope to be pressed up next to it. Mm. Yeah, we get the, the little thing of, I've been called ugly, fugly, pug ugly, pugly, pug fugly, never ugly ugly. <laughs> <laughs> For the moment of the story that stood out to me, which was the whole Duff Carnival thing, I think this was just a way for the show to do Duff Gardens 2.0. A little bit, but you get some good jokes in there. Yeah, absolutely. Where so who's the designated driver and Homer's trying to open Surly the <laughs> the, the, the costumed mascot? Yep. Oh, there's the hey kids, who wants to learn what it's like to be drunk? <laughs> oh, Puts yeah. him in the gyro and then it's the like, tipsy well. But I think I think what I like in this episode is a lot of those side jokes that lead you from one point to another. Because then yeah. Bart gets out of it and the woman's just like, "Now you're charming." <laughs> Millhouse. Just oh, this this guy. is the guy. <laughs> or like the other leading joke where it's like uh, they're announcing the competition and like. And fresh from his subcommittee on teenage alcoholism, yeah. Duff Man. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Homer was doing a really good supportive job in this episode too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they did a good job of connecting Homer to Moe's sort of story mm. with yeah. the whole Duff Festival and like and yeah, he just really cares for him, you feel. Yeah. Yeah, I do like that Moe's just like, No, I got this new face, it's the perfect time for some revenge. And Homer's <laughs> just immediately they're just driving him everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like Homer just kinda likes the pandemonium of oh, just yeah. starting shit. Yeah. Yeah, because there's that great bit where they go to the uh, woman that rejected Mo back in high school and she's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I was just a stupid kid then. Why don't you come in? And Homer and Mo's like got that moment of Oh wow! I wasn't expecting this to happen. Uh, and then Homer just stands up and breaks a window and runs. Yeah. yeah, I think he just loves the chaos of it. Yeah, yeah. So he he was just a great um, supportive role in this, mm-hmm. and um, especially in an episode like I said, Mo getting plastic surgery sounds like the avenue for a very terrible storyline, but mm-hmm. they pulled yeah. it off. Yeah. So play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've seen this episode? Duff. Enough. Um, can't get enough of that wonderful uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to guesstimate like 10. Yeah. But uh, I'd probably say the same. Probably 10, 15. Yeah, I'd say this is easy. Up in the 20s, maybe 30s for me. You like, just always got to win. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what are some other impactful and nostalgic moments from this episode that have stuck with you? Things that you've thought about a lot over the years. That's my moo. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of the fucking best jokes about writing shit on your chest ever. Yeah, they got us all the mileage they could out of it. Of uh, yeah. Moo, you were supposed to be E. This is what happens when you don't come to rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, just later on in the crowd, everyone's going wild. And Lenny's like, that's my Moo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just perfect. You could write theses on why that joke is so damn funny. You could certainly try. And so, yeah, other quotes and stuff that have stuck with you throughout the years? Well, uh, now we see if you'll go on my wall of fame or my blooper reel. <laughs> that guy's great. That's a <laughs> yeah. great Everything, every, all of his lines are <laughs> yeah. amazing. Even just um, when he says, hmm. Yeah, looking hmm. Mo up and down. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, I like a challenge. <laughs> I just like when he's like, you should see his genitals. <laughs> I'm Do you want there. to see them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the follow up there that really yeah. drives it. You should see his genitals. Do you want to see them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I was a kid, the acting bug spurred into my heart and laid eggs in there, and now those eggs are hatching, and it feels great. Yeah, our dog had that. Yeah. <laughs> Carl's, um, you know, well, it's all relative. Is Lenny really that stupid? Is Barney really that drunk? Is Homer really that fat, lazy, Bolden. and golden? <laughs> and then one of the few, possibly the only to camera moment that ever works is, yeah. this is why I don't talk that often. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that when, yeah, they do this little shine a spotlight on a character you don't hear from much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Were the characters themselves and all the rest? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a new adventure for Mo, but he's still being Mo. He is. And, like you said, he's got that background of being ugly and also having, like, a, a bit in acting previously. Mm. When he was uh, schmooey on Little Rascals. Yeah. <laughs> the tough one. <laughs> Were you the ugly one? No. <laughs> I was the tough one. <laughs> Wasn't his name Smelly? I thought it was Schmooey or whatever. Schmelly. Oh, we'll check in with Frankiak in a moment. It's Smelly. I actually thought it was interesting with Mo how, like, even though his face changed, a lot of his mannerisms were still the same. Mm, well, mm. I will say uh, his posture changes. Oh, yeah, that's He's no true. longer hunched, but, uh, eh, fair enough. Mm. Yeah. The animation, like when he sees himself on the poster, I really like that. I don't, I don't know, just the way it came across. Like you really got that sense that he's like fucking repugnant. Like he's yeah. repulsed by the way he was presented on the calendar. So, That's right. Yeah, they took him from his worst possible angle. Yeah, front on. It's actually <laughs> all the Simpson characters' worst angle. Yeah, <laughs> no Simpsons character looks good front on. But yeah, I guess everyone was um, pretty on point. Yeah, Mo Mo was himself. It's just we're bending the character a little bit. Mm. Homer was himself as well, and yeah, yeah they're behaving like themselves in new circumstances. That's fine. Mm. Totally. And, and the show itself did this feel like the Simpsons we all know and love? Uh, yeah. I will say, kind of a low point is the B story in this one, which we mm. haven't touched on yet, which is the kids and the pink elephant balloon. Oh my god, that yeah, goes nowhere. Yeah, it's it's literally filler. It's not that it's bad, it's just, it's what, three scenes? They get the balloon, the balloon flies away, they get it back, and that's it. And it's like... And the culmination yeah. of the joke, which I did like, was, we need a new logo that says we're both gay and Republican. A little on the nose. Yeah, pink yeah, elephant. When the elephant comes in. Yeah. yeah. And I like their bumper sticker, Gay President in 2084. We're realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, again, it's not that it's bad, it's just that it really lacks impact to the point where we hadn't even mentioned it yet i and, forgot uh, about it yeah absolutely. we could have gone this whole conversation if no one else mentioned it i would have forgotten yeah so i don't think that necessarily detracts it's it doesn't add i suppose it's very neutral mm. and it's not resolved because maggie didn't get it back we don't see maggie get her balloon back <laughs> we assume she did you can't assume with a balloon that's what they say it half rhymes so it must be true <laughs> <laughs> How about the wackiness of this episode? The oh. time you tried to use the word troon. <laughs> that was pretty wacky. Indeed. We got a bit of wackiness around the beer competition with, yeah, the Axe beer and the... Well, you have to remember that trick pouring is worth course credit at Dartmouth College. <laughs> I thought that's, again, another little just, just passing joke I really like. Yep. 
so yeah, and the set crashing on Mo and mm-hmm. his face going back to exactly the way it always was. <laughs> but they acknowledge it and do a quite a yeah. good job of just cutting off halfway through <laughs> him and complaining about that. If yeah. you're going to do that, that's probably the best way to do mm. it. Yeah. Oh my, sorry. I just, how do we not talk about this as a quote with sexy results? Because <laughs> we've definitely used that. <laughs> yeah. Marge taking notes at home underlines that like twice. <laughs> Cleo's baby shower will be invaded by terrorists. With sexy results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all the things around the show. That, um, I liked how they were playing with this daytime soap opera yep. and all the tropes. It just won't work between us. I'm a doctor and you're a 5,000-year-old mummy I brought back to life. <laughs> it's against hospital regulation, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Burning all the cities of the world? Yeah, that's against the hippopotamus oath. Yeah, and, and what what is a contessa? It is an Italian countess. So oh. you have a count and a countessa. Oh. Although, why you have Countess and Countessa, I don't know. Be a Count and a Contessa. No. Weird. No. No, that's how it's pronounced, Contessa. You sounded like you said Contessa. So. That's just because I'm Australian <laughs> as fuck, mate. Australia. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, some other wacky moments in this episode. Yeah, it's a shame that the balloon story didn't go anywhere. That could have been wackier. Yeah. I just go anywhere with that story mm. it's it's like they had just enough time for a little bit extra but mm. not because yeah there was no time for any other scene i suppose they could have cut the long intro and yeah had a closing scene for that but then you, it should just be maggie getting the balloon back i guess mm. yeah. it felt like they were just the b story was just there for those actors to fulfill those yeah. roles pretty hit, much they hit yeah. their line quota yeah. At least they squeezed in some good jokes, as we talked about. I love that bit with Snake and his son yeah. stealing. I'm stealing, Daddy. I'm stealing. <laughs> That's my little dude. <laughs> like, Perfect. such a heartfelt little moment. Yeah. Wipe a tear away. Yeah. <laughs> so that great leads us perfectly into the heart of this episode. So, yeah, we're talking. We just felt a little bit of heart for Snake and his little dude. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, felt a little bit of heart for Mo as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think you can definitely sympathize with Mo. We've all felt a little bit ugly at one point or another, except for me, because I'm an Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it, I mean, it wasn't exactly going for the heart or something. Um, no. I think this comes into, yeah, how fast the episode moved through, because it didn't feel like it even had time to do that yeah it's um i can't really think of a point where they could have slowed down and talked about his feelings or mo you're not the man you used to be anymore ah who do i i got a pretty face now i don't need you anymore ah. yeah but, i mean the closest you get is where the guys want a beer and mo's too busy being groped by women yeah um but that's 30 seconds so mm. yeah it's not even of consequence because the big thing with the episode is that mo thinks he's uh, losing his role on this new show yeah, which is like a scene after he's gotten it and he's getting successful of it. Yeah. Also, is this show live? I mean, it must be because he's able to spoil plot points. So that's a little odd for soap yeah. operas, but no. Yeah. Yeah, I think that movie Tootsie did the exact same sort of thing. Where oh really? Yeah, uh, where they like, had the big bro- reveal on. Yeah, it. Yeah, they had the big reveal while <laughs> the show was being filmed, and I was and I was thinking like this is a TV show, mm. so they could just turn the cameras off. Like, why is it? being broadcast live yeah yeah actually they addressed it in the movie so they could have done that here just a little bit it's like should i cut him off Mm, no i want to see where this is going yeah 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 i think i think that sort of sucked because it's it's the sort of shit you can ignore if you're having a good enough time but i felt in this one you're like uh uh, hang on a minute Mm. it wasn't exactly going down in the biggest uh pile of sour grapes or however (laughs) mo put it i think yeah that could have there could have been a better final ending for that Mm, there was that moment where Carl said something like, 
Uh, remember that joke how he's saying to uh, Mo, like, you know, you'll you'll feel bad on the inside <laughs> yeah. still. But, and he's like, yeah, but I'll be good on the outside, right? And he's like, yeah, but you'll be bad on the inside. I thought Plastic that, surgery it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought the episode's kind of saying, like, we're going somewhere towards that. With yes. this, where, like, Mo would kind of have this feeling like I'm not that person. It, just because I look like it on the outside doesn't mean... Yeah, you know I, mean? Done. I mean, I do like the joke of he looks bad on the outside and he feels bad on the inside. He can change the outside, so may as well. Mm. But yeah, to maybe have, I don't know, a bit about, yeah, all the shallowness of his success mm. could have been something. Yeah. Uh, he's really not on the show long enough to change his life at yeah. all. Yeah, it really isn't. And I'll have to go back and check the time of this episode, but around this time is when Fox were making The Simpsons churn in quicker episodes. Oh, yeah. At around season. 14 or 15 it actually gets to its quickest point where some episodes are under 20 minutes like it's insane yeah it's just it was where american tv was at at the time Mm. make more room for the advertisers and such so yeah it's changed back now where that's not so much for a problem but yeah you definitely feel it in this episode like one or two minutes that doesn't sound like a lot but yeah when you remove them this is uh important plot time that's gone Important plot, important plot. Important plot, important plot. So, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Yeah. My God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to watch it again. We're going to put it in a playlist. What playlist is going in? I guess Mo, Mo-related episodes, so like side characters. Yeah. Uh, Mo episodes. I've got a very specific one. So, what's the episode where we hear in the background Mo says, oh, for the love of crumb cake... Oh, yeah, that's in uh, uh, Reverend Lovejoy, uh, in March We Trust, the listen lady. Nice, because there's a little bit here where he goes, ah, for the love of Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck is Jeff? He's your god now. Apparently. (laughs) He's replaced Crumb Cake as your god. (laughs) Oh, it was Mo again that time as well. Yes. Wow. Connections, for the love of playlists. You know what, he's a snake handler, maybe they're various snakes. (laughs) His snake gods. (laughs) So, yeah, obviously Duffman episodes. Oh, yeah. This is peak Duffman. This is where all his goods come from. Mm. (laughs) His whole uh, MC style was like, I don't know, now the local thug who uh, chugs the drug you love to chug. I can't know how it goes, (laughs) but damn it, it's really, it's a good one. (laughs) I wrote down all the rhyming words for that. Mug, drug, chug is all I wrote. (laughs) That's what I thought of. Well done. (laughs) And do you ever do a quick little, uh, not just knock it off Larry, but there's no like argument about it. They just let that pass. I yeah. prefer that. Yeah, that was a good one. So any other playlists that this could go in? Uh, Duff contests. Put it with the Duff blimp. Oh, yeah. Good point. Daytime soap operas. There any reference to that? Oh, there's that one where in Bart the Lover where mm-hmm. he's like, oh, slow down, Frenchie. This is gold. <laughs> what about parodies? Yeah, like definitely. Television shows. Yeah. How did you guys think that they dealt with this uh, soap opera parody as well? Yeah, pretty good. I thought think. it was good. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, some of them just get ridiculously over the top, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, what is it? Passions, I think, where they have one, one, one of the characters is like an animated uh, mannequin dummy. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? It is. <laughs> like, brought to life by magic, who refers to himself in the third person. It's like, what? 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 Why? Yeah, see, most of the ones like, like Bolder Than Beautiful or Days of Our Lives, they're yeah. all the, like, realistic oh, in, in quotations yeah mm. <laughs> just more grounded the doctor's sleeping yeah. with the nurse who's also the the, the evil twins and stuff like yeah. that and then you get ones where could feasibly have a 5,000 year old mummy Dr. Tad Winslow brought back to life yeah no I remember I was watching Passions once and a woman just literally like turned into a witch and flew away on a broom <laughs> oh, this like, is excellent television's longest running show <laughs> yeah <laughs> I know days of our lives but whatever 
But yeah, they did like a little homage to whichever one that does like the pencil drawings, and I thought they looked really good. I think that's Days of I have no idea. Yeah, and right yeah, in soap opera fans. And the show itself calls it Never Ends, and they did like a parody of the stands in the hourglass thing, except like the cleaning of a house, it never ends. <laughs> I did like that. I like how they, in the intro, they had the old actor. Yeah. But then yeah. Mo... Fades out, but the eye patch stays. Yeah. <laughs> Showing the, the art yeah. of being replaced. This character <laughs> is nothing but an eye patch. <laughs> Dr. Tad eye patch. That can't happen in broadcast world, so. <laughs> oh, you wait until I find the next guy that sounds exactly like you. Never. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear him out and kill him. <laughs> Damn straight. So... BT, what would you change about this episode? Um, I think I would cut the whole balloon thing and put in a little bit more Mo weight in the emotional stakes. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like there would be space for it with, with that part gone. And the fact that that balloon thing, it's got some decent jokes, but it's not worth keeping. And yeah, that's about it. I think everything else is pretty good. It's a lot of it's a fun ride and there's some good jokes. Michael, is there anything you'd like to change? Yeah, that's that's pretty much the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, take out the B storyline. There's no point. It, yep. it only takes up a certain amount of time anyway. Mm. There's no real big resolution. It doesn't build up to anything. So it doesn't tie back into the main episode. Yeah, it or... doesn't tie back in. Just keep yeah. it Mo central. I was thinking maybe if you added uh, in that little competition, if like there was this really handsome male character and like Mo kind of looks at him kind of like, yeah. that's what I want sort of thing. Maybe just to kind of further kind of emphasize the the whole insecurity that Mo has. Because I noticed like he looks at the woman in that way. Mm. Yeah, but like, that doesn't really connect. Yeah, it's like she's getting away with shit because she's attractive and he's kind of like, I don't know, like I saw that a glimpse of it but I don't think they were really trying to bring that in. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And if you'd had, yeah, the male stand-in, that's your, your parallel. Yeah. Yeah, that brings up a good point. I wish they did more with the first guy who essentially only had one joke to make room for a lot of Titania jokes, which kind of grossed me out a bit. But if they were doing, like, the objectification on both a male and a female bartender while Mo was obvi- was losing because he's the ugly one of the three, even mm. though he's adept, I think that would have... Yeah, pushed the emotion a bit more. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Mm. So uh, what I'd change, I guess I liked some of the material around the Duff Day or whatever it was, but I just kind of wish it got into it a bit quicker. And maybe it is just a matter of cutting down that intro sequence down to the um, quick chalkboard and couch mini intro and spending more time in this world because, yeah, we just moved through it way too quickly. Mm. Mm. BT, do you have any other notes before we rank this thing? Uh, I like that before uh, Mo gets hired, Homer is just dousing the set with gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I really wish in that moment he said, I'll whatever, thank you. I actually thought that's what it was. And then when it didn't, I'm like, oh, did I just invent that? <laughs> yeah, to say to Mo, I'll be at Mo's would be a good bit. Missed yeah. opportunity, guys, but all right. And also the slogan for the cosmetic surgeon is, we'll cut you good. Oh, really? Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I dig that. Yes. Sign writers were on top form in this. Uh, as per usual. There was a great one at Duff Gardens as well, the lost weekend for the whole family. Yeah, so I meant to mention that. Yeah. But there we go. Michael, do you have any other notes? I found it kind of funny that uh, Mo's still running a bar while being this yeah. actor on this very popular soap. Yep. Nearly <laughs> sold the bar oh. to Hooters. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good joke as well. Yeah. Homer's, oh, do Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, Homer stealing Moe's money was completely random, but that was great. That was just oh, yeah. really funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? It's that kind of thing where if it's out of frame, then no one really notices it happening. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's a pan back. Hey! I thought that was good because this was a moment where they were just sort of doing dry story exposition, mm. and then just to cut to Homer just <laughs> lifting the till and, hey, get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and Moe's so, like, casual about it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Although another bit at most that I didn't like though was when Homer smashed the beer tap off. Oh, this isn't as hard as Mo makes it seem. Mm. I do like how it sprays into his face and he just slowly gets drunk. Yeah, that <laughs> okay. was good. But see, like that that sort of moment, like you could have taken that out and yeah. put more focus into building mm. that story with Mo. Definitely. And now that you mention it, I kind of wonder, hey, what if part of the conflict was he just got rid of Moe's? I don't need this anymore. Fuck this job. Yeah, that, that's another thing as well. It's like if Homer sees that Moe's new acting career is like affecting the bar, yeah. would he really want him to still be on the show? That's right. Because you're taking away Homer's, like, his escape. Yeah. Yep. And I think we've we've had the loss of Moe's a few times, so... Mm. Yeah, if you had done that, then you would have taken away from that whole storyline. Yep. So mm. it makes sense why they didn't do it. Yeah, because it's more satisfying that Mo was 100% at fault in this one. Yeah. Mm. And that it's really his fault that he went back to the way he is. Because otherwise it would be this sort of sad thing that Homer ruined Mo's yeah, career something opportunity. Else for, his, for his own drinking. Yeah. Mm. Oh, is this the debut of that surgeon character? It might be. B actually. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think where else he might have shown up. Uh, Marge's implants. Yeah. yeah, and if this is his first appearance, it's a good first appearance. Yeah, definitely. Also, I, I did like Surly making another appearance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and doing the drink duff responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has a name. Dr. Velimirovic. 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 He has appeared in Pygmalion, Large Mards, and Husbands and Knives. Oh, that's a fucked up bad episode. <laughs> but this is his first, yeah? Yeah, first of three appearances. Well, there we go. There we go. For only three appearances, he makes quite an impact. Yeah, I thought it was mm. a lot more than that. Mm. I was also going to say, did yeah? you guys notice Principal Skinner was smoking a cigarette? Was what? he? Yeah. Oh, was he in the... In the little prison... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that means that Agnes was off drinking. Of, yeah. <laughs> prison changes a man. Yeah. Yeah. I like... Was it Mole Man as well, doing the laundry? <laughs> I don't, it might have been Kurt. Little, I don't think it was Kurt, yeah, pushing around a laundry cart. Which he can, means Luann is out there drinking. <laughs> Probably with Gyro or Pyro. <laughs> or both. Okay, now time for rapid speedy note time. That's quick. Under the underland knots. <laughs> I really wish the animatronic section was better. That felt like it fell flat, where they saw drinkers throughout the years of Babe <laughs> yeah. Ruth and Ben Franklin and stuff. You yeah. think you're better than me? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Well, if someone got a chuckle out of it, then... I got a chuckle. Okay. <laughs> when that woman does go to butt, now you're charming. He goes, you don't know me. <laughs> that was some good drunk humor. Yep. I like how Duffman says, yeah, and this is the last question, which is worth 98%, making all the other rounds irrelevant. Yep. <laughs> this is perfect. I fucking hate when game shows do that. Yep. It's like the swimsuit competition compared to everything else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this is a total teardown. That was an excellent. Like, oh, God, the plastic surgeon was good in this episode. <laughs> and when he's taking off the bandages and Homer's like, hurry up, I need to pee. <laughs> and there's just some woman's like, okay, now do mo. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice little fake out, fake out there. Mm-hmm. And then when Mo's like looking at his reflection, oh, I'm beautiful. Oh, you've got the leakage. Let me cauterize it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you cringed quite loudly at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just. Oh, that he had a hot iron right there ready to go for someone's side of eyelid. Yeah, that's how leakage works. Mm. <laughs> I'm weird about the eyes. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Mental note, terrify Elliot's eyes. No, <laughs> I like them. I said like terrify, a... not remove. Oh, <laughs> uh, like the other day I read a story about a woman who's now a motivational speaker, but before she was a motivational speaker, she was really high on meth and she clawed out her own eyes. Oh, shit, I read about that as well. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, yeah. this is the best thing that ever happened to me. And he's like, how? <laughs> and she'd like do it for Jesus as well. Like somehow she was high, but also highly Christian. It's really, it's a weird as fuck story. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't need that kind of drug. Yeah, just <laughs> meth. Fucking don't. Yeah, just, just watch some Simpsons. Yeah. Homer goes to Mo. Oh, now you're one of us beautiful people. Homer, <laughs> come on. God, it was a great line. <laughs> yeah, Homer. Every- and he's like, I feel like I died on the operating table. Oh, <laughs> you did. And that's a great story. I'll tell it to you sometime. Yeah. That was um, some great Homer stuff there. And yeah, when Homer's flipping through the scripts. Oh, let's see. Let's see. I don't think you died. Uh, we're in the coroner's office. Coroner looks at your mangled corpse. <laughs> let's get that brain weighed and call it a day. Yep, that, they're killing you off, all right. Yeah, I do look quickly like, and it looks like my character's going to be in a skydiving accident and have to be rushed to the graveyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a, a funny out where they were able to go, you idiot, those are for dream sequences. I thought mm. dream sequences were in Goldenrod. <laughs> That's coma fantasies. <laughs> Very different. All right, guys, I'm out of notes for this one. Mm-hmm. All right, it is time to rank this thing. BT, kick it off. I think I'm on like a low silver, possibly yeah. even a silver silver. Uh, look, it's got some problems, as we discussed. You could ref- definitely, you know, cut some things to add a bit more of emotional punch. But I feel like that emotional punch would have maybe brought it to a gold rather than its lack bringing it down to a bronze. Okay. I, I think my biggest problem with this is that I've seen it so many times, I didn't really get a lot of laughs out of it, but there's still good jokes there. There's stuff I quote out of there, you know, all the time. Yeah, it's a good solid ride. I got some yucks, but uh, yeah, silver. Michael, what do you reckon? I'm going to give it a silver. Yeah? Yeah. It could have been a gold, but yeah. The B story isn't very good, but it's not there for very long. It doesn't overstay mm. its welcome. So yeah. yeah. And there's some really funny jokes that we've mentioned. So yeah, strong silver. Wow, I actually kind of thought I'd be fighting you guys on this one. I'm going silver as well. Um, unanimous. Unanimous. <laughs> I'll show him unanimous. Wait. <laughs> no, this is a solid silver for me. It's total episode that is just unquestionably silver in a way because it's... It's certainly above the okayness that would make it bronze. Yeah. But, but below the greatness that would make it gold. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's just... a. I think it's actually a perfect hangover episode. That's mm, kind of half pay attention to it. You yeah. Know, you know, yeah, that's probably, it's a very good way to put it. It's, it's the one where you pop on to have something on in the background while you're doing something else. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and it not being a bad thing. Like, yeah. 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 All right. Well, cool. That will be a unanimous silver all over. And this will be joining other unanimous silvers like little girl in the big 10. When Lisa goes to college, the call of the Simpsons back in season one, where they get the RV. Mm-hmm. Diatribe of a ha- Mad Housewife when Marge writes the like <laughs> the harpooned heart. Yeah, that's right. The romantic novel, The Departed when they do The Departed, mm-hmm. but with Bart, obviously, and the seemingly never-ending story from season seventeen where they do like a play within a play within a play within a play. 
All right, guys. Well, that about does it for the teens era this evening. Now we are going all the way back to the classic era where we're watching Like Father, Like Clown. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there'll be clowns. <laughs> I wonder if there'll be fathers. Two things I lacked in my childhood. <laughs> I'm kidding. My dad's great. Your father, cl- <laughs> the clown, just went out for a pack of cigarettes it's and never, never came, came back. back. <laughs> went out for a pack of balloons. <laughs> just never came back. Whenever I hear honking, I cry a little. (laughs) (laughs) I think, could that be him? But I know it's not. (laughs) We'll be back. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening, which was Season 3, Episode 6, Like Father, Like Clown. This was first released in October of 1991, and it was written by Jay Kogan and Wallace Wolodowski. In this episode, after cancelling on dinner with the Simpsons family a lot of times, Krusty eventually comes round, has dinner with them, but in a shock, Revelation reveals that he hasn't spoken to his father in since he was a child, basically. 25 years. 25 whole years? Wow. Mm. So the episode then sets off. It's like a Bart Lisa detective thing where they're trying to get Krusty and his father to talk again, and they do. Guys, what did you think? Great. This is a great episode. Mm. Yeah, this is the stuff. That, ah, the ending helped me on the emotional gut punch. Yeah? Yeah, I felt some thumps. Mm. Yeah, this is true classic Simpsons, what we fell in love with the show back in the day. Really witty writing and all that. Yeah, it does a great job of shedding light on a character that you wouldn't think there's that much depth to. Yeah, Yeah, and we don't really know too much about at this point. Yeah. What was this, season three? Three. Yeah, so what we've really had is he's been on TV and they had the Krusty Gets Busted. Yeah, it was interesting they did that little flashback to the season one episode. And some of the animation was really off then. Mm. It is surprising considering there's a very big shift in animation. But, you know, it it still drove the point that, you know, Bart had never lost faith in him. And seeing as it was two seasons ago, it's fair enough to bring that up. Yeah. Mm. I will say, though, and especially in comparison to the other episodes we've watched tonight, this one felt a little slow. And some moments did fall a bit flat for me. Well, it was kind of thing, because um, I haven't seen it for a long time, I was thinking, oh, okay, we'd actually spend the entire time just trying to convince Krusty's father to talk to him. It's not, you don't see anything of their reconciliation other than that last scene. Yeah. But in thinking about it, that makes a lot of sense, because the reconciliation is a lot of sitting around and talking, and it's not being funny. The The quest to get him back is much more interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we don't need to sit around and watch uh, Rabbi like, Hyman and yeah. Krusty go, so... What have you been doing? <laughs> mm, Clowning, is that everything? Uh, how does this work? What are your hobbies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't need, that's boring as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the adventure part, you know, I mean, that's where it's at. Yeah, totally. So, BT, what is a moment from this story that stood out to you, for better or worse? It's not exactly a story point, but I really want to point it out early. Uh, the sex chat. Yeah. <laughs> which has to have been cut from syndication, because I've I've seen this episode a bunch. I never saw this part where she just dials a sex line, but it puts him into chat with just five other dudes. <laughs> and Apu's there's like, hello, are you a woman? <laughs> Do this I is, sound like a woman? <laughs> this is not as hot as anticipated. <laughs> Which I think is just the best letdown line if possible. I know, and he's sitting there with like a little Manhattan, little maraschino cherry yeah. in his cocktail. <laughs> and the fact that, yeah, it's like that I can see something new from an episode I've seen a dozen times at least, that, yeah, that... Blows my mind. So, yeah, for you uh, younger people at home or you millennials and whatever, yeah, before there were internet chat rooms and chat roulette and other ways to masturbate online, there were (laughs) phone sex rooms. And 
Apparently this was it. I'd, I'd never call a service like that. And I never said you would. <laughs> I never spent five ninety nine per minute on a phone call of pornographic nature. I just love Krusty's reaction when he finds a like, oh, sex chat. <laughs> yeah, like no. he's just so happy about it. Where have you been all my yeah. life? Finally, sex on a chat. It's everything I could have wanted. I think a quick, very quick little uh, bit of visual storytelling in this one is uh, after the whole explanation, Custy gives the explanation of what happened to his father, we then cut to later in the evening, it's all dark and it tells you with just Marge walking in, collecting another plate and looking a little bit grumpy that you know Krusty has been there for way too long Yep, and she turns out the light trying to drop the hint. Yeah, and I think it's a great little subtle way to say Krusty's clearly very lonely and he's liking hanging out with his family and feeling that family vibe and he's just overstayed his welcome so much. And that tells you a lot without saying anything. Yeah, and and to that point as well, he goes, have you got any yearbook? Like, so, no, you've seen it all. And that's like, yeah, he's gone through a few photo albums mm. at yeah, this point. Yeah, but at this point he's flipping through uh, an album with Bart and Homer and he's like, no, isn't that sweet? Oh, look yeah. at that. Like, clearly mm. driving home that father-son relationship. So, uh, yes, yeah, see? Subtlety. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dark, like, sort of scenes that emphasize that loneliness that Krusty mm. goes for, you know, like how he's at the, is it at the train station that he's at? Yeah, it's like a, a bus station. station. Oh, yeah. bus station. Or possibly train. Yeah, yeah. we just feeding at quarters and watching uh it was another reference i wanted to bring up which is hercules versus the martians which is a parody oh, really? on hercules versus the moon men because <laughs> they've covered it on mystery science theater oh mm. new season or old season old season ah cool that bus station scene actually brings up a good point because we watched an episode recently where homer was like getting a lot of change from like a parking meter yeah and he decides to use his coins and go sits in a bus station to watch tv and this was like a 2014 episode. <laughs> they probably still have them. I'm yeah. guessing, you know. I, I feel like I've been in America and I've seen them, so. Wow. Yeah. Still to this I mean, day. Okay, maybe not to this day. That was probably 10 years ago. But yeah. still, I mean, if they're there and they work. Oh, it's, it's again, like phone sex lines. It's a funny thing to think of in this internet streaming mm. age. Michael, what's a moment from the story that stood out to you for better or worse? Uh, when uh, Bart was interrupting the rabbi while he was giving a bris. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. Like, one, how does he keep finding him? Yeah. And just his persistence that, mm. like, Krusty means so much to Bart that he, he can't let this go. Mm. I feel like that's, that's really powerful mm-hmm. storytelling for the characters. Absolutely. Yeah. And Krusty doesn't, like have the energy or the confidence to reach it. Uh, well, like... he calls a couple of times, but just doesn't know what to say. And I think that, yeah. that drives the point. And um, Lisa has a really good line of, when someone envies our family, they're in trouble. We need to, <laughs> <laughs> we need to help. Yeah, definitely. I'd say the moment of the story that stood out to me was, yeah, how much how much of a wall Rabbi Hyman was putting up. Like, this is brutal. Like, he cut that kid out of his life at, like, oh, age yeah. 12 or something. Yeah. And then, yeah, they go through all this thing where Bart and Lisa persistently confront him. And there's like four scenes of that as well as, yeah, the breast. There's also when he goes into the steam room with him and when he dresses up as a, <laughs> as a Hasidic Jew. I do love that bit, especially uh, the follow-up of, I don't know, this guy's pretty smart. He saw straight through this disguise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just when I thought they were kind of wasting a little bit of time with that, like mm-hmm. that line absolutely saved mm. it. And so all this happens and then... Krusty and Hyman finally reunite on the show and then the first song he sends to him oh my papa he's so wonderful he's so good he always understood (laughs) he 
none of those things. <laughs> yeah, but it's a happy Yiddish song that's, uh, you know, got father in the title. I know, but Jordan's anal <laughs> corner. <laughs> True. And, and you know, if you're going to say it, you have to town crier it. Jordan's anal corner! I mean, it's law. We we made that punishable if you don't. So, <laughs> As long as we're in Jordan's anal corner! I did have a small one, which was uh, when he tells Mr. Teeny to go wait in the car. Uh, Mr. Teeny... Goes off frame in the living room, yet you hear the door slam. How did he make it to the door that fast? Even in roller skates, <laughs> he couldn't have done it. I had a little bit of a Jonathan's anal corner as well. A little bit of a Jonathan's anal corner. So when they're having dinner and Krusty breaks down crying and Homer interjects, hey, you're going to eat that meatloaf? <laughs> there is only mashed potatoes on Krusty's plate. <laughs> right, maybe he's hallucinating meatloaf. <laughs> All anal retentive things aside. So play count. How many times have you watched this episode over the years? <sighs> No, I got no jokes there. Like 15. Yeah. 10, 15. Somewhere in the same kind of bracket. Yeah, I'd say the same. Yep. How many hundreds of you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be immeasurable for me. Again, just syndicate. Immeasurable. God damn. Immeasurable. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, yeah, of course I've seen this a whole bunch. Like, I totally just feel all warm and fuzzy like I watched this with my family just yesterday sort of feelings. Uh, so what are some of the impactful moments, like things that have stuck with you over the years? Could you rephrase that question so it's an ethical question? Um, Is it right to buy a Chrysler? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Rich is the man with the low mileage. And <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, wait, there is one. I am not learning ancient Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which anytime anything I'm doing gets to be too extensive, it's like, no, no, I'm not learning ancient Hebrew. It's like, yeah. We didn't ask you to. We asked you to change the oil in your car. I'm not learning ancient Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Marcus? Some quotes and stuff? I like when they were looking at the family photos, there was a photo of Homer holding Bart in the <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah. At Duff Gardens At as Duff well. Gardens, Yeah. So, Duff Gardens has been around for a long time. Duff Gardens mm. playlist. And uh, the Modern Jewish Father magazine, that always <laughs> pops me whenever I see uh, that. Um, next that was to, great. Next to Ballpoint Pen Digest. <laughs> and, and Ballpoint Pen Monthly. There were a few pen jokes as well. Uh, there is a good little bit. I kind of want to remember it because it's uh, it's like, oh, Hirsch, you're always exaggerating about your son. Oh, Rabbi does never exaggerate. Rabbi composes. He creates thoughts. He tells stories that may never have happened, but he does not exaggerate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made bullshit, but I called the line at embellishing. Yeah. And yeah, just so I was sort of there, there was another great background joke where Krusty walks by the porno theater and they're showing Dr. Strange Pants <laughs> and Crocodile done me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Springfield's showing the, the hottest of reptilian fuck movies. You had to make it about the reptiles. <laughs> Yeah, other quotable moments. I don't know. This isn't really a quote-heavy episode, is it? No, which kind of surprised me for such a pretty, well, not well, fully iconic, but definitely a very well-known episode. Yeah, it's definitely a world-building episode for mm. The Simpsons as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is the first time we get any real background on Krusty. Yeah, absolutely. So, ultimately, did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Absolutely. This is a world-building, establishing yes. episode. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a Bart Lisa detective one. It's And again, yeah, it builds the world. I'm actually really surprised how little Homer is in this one, but... Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't really think about it till now, but yeah. Yeah, he's just there for the meatloaf line, mm -hmm. and then when he's getting angry, no, you've seen them all. <laughs> Homer, maybe it's time to take Millhouse home. Gladly. Yeah. Homer's main thing is just to laugh at, like, Krusty when he's saying Grace. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, I must be clowning around, and Lisa's like, no, Dad, <laughs> that's Hebrew. I love how the children are being the mature ones in that <laughs> moment. Yeah, Yeah, like... 
Homer's just enjoying like Krusty on the unicycle and shit, yeah, and yeah. Bart and Lisa have to be like, "No, no you, you don't have to be on tonight." <laughs> yeah, he's our guest. Relax, be yourself. <laughs> oh, that's really. And he's just, "No, oh, we could have seen the monkey." Okay, that's a quotable <laughs> moment. Ah, <laughs> mm. oh, definitely. Yeah, the characters are all themselves, and yeah, this is a, at the stage where they're building the world, so everything feels mm-hmm. on because this is where they're establishing it. Yeah. So yeah, that's a pretty cut and dry question. What about some of the more wacky moments of this episode? So this is like clown wacky here. Yeah, yeah. But overall, there's not like impossible wacky. There's a no. It's it's clown wacky. It's seltzer yeah. on the face wacky. And <laughs> I do like right at the end, uh, where they've made up and they're hugging on stage, and Bart hands a pie the rabbi and he pies crusty that's like not like that's a beautiful accepting of who his son is moment i'm like because earlier he's got the line of uh, salsa is for drinking pies for noshing yeah. <laughs> life is serious yeah. and it's a good little yeah that little vision you get the joke and you also get some acceptance you get some heart from there i wrote pie to the face equals heart <laughs> fathers Mm. Don't forget, um, pie your children today. <laughs> Show them let, you love let them. Let them know you care. Mm. <laughs> uh, continuity check. Bart is left-handed in this episode. When he's writing the letter Krusty, he's left-handed. He's always left-handed. Yeah, I was just checking if he always was. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there we go. I'll shut my big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a weird little continuity thing that mm. they've kept over the years that he's left-handed. I know, fair enough. I may have never noticed. But... And Marge is as well, but she's in deni- Like she denied herself. Because she grew up in a era where left-handedness was uh, attributed Round to... Round upon. Round mm. upon. You're she a was witch. the bride of Satan. Yes. Yeah. Explains Bart's left-handedness. Yeah. yeah. Wickedness. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> if only he'd have denied himself like his mother, mm-hmm. then he'd be a good Christian boy. <laughs> but sadly not. <laughs> so some of the balloon animals he did were kind of like as a former balloon artist. I know that'd be pretty tricky to make a... A Star of David <laughs> and a, um, oh, fuck, what's the candle called again? Ah, uh, crap, I know this as well. It's I like the it Hanukkah once. candles, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but I forgot, it has a name. I forget what it's called. Menorah! There we go. Nuts. Is it spelled really weird? Yeah, lots of H's. Yeah, because it's like... Nah, just one H. You look up to the spelling of some of these things, like, what? <laughs> yeah, where, in what world is there a C in Hanukkah? <laughs> this one. I <laughs> know, oh, because, ah, oh, the C denotes when you got to do the whole throat thing, the <laughs> like when you got chutzpah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. This has been the Jewish Culture Corner on the Simpsons <laughs> Index. We're very sorry. <laughs> We're Australia and there's not a lot of them here. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a classic episode. This is sort of a bit more ground level emotional storytelling. They're not really going after the wacky stuff yet, but conversely, big question, what about the heart? Uh, like I said, it really got me in the end when they mm. When he sees his other, it's like, Krustoff, Papa. Yeah. You know, like, oh. You know, that's a filthy hobbit. <laughs> hey, who asked you? <laughs> yeah, this is overflowing with heart. Oh, so many bombs. So much heart. And it's good in that I don't feel like the jokes are taking away from that. Mm. Yeah. Like, I do like the way he walks on stage and he's got the, I want to be serious for a moment. I just wanted the spotlight moves. Like, guys, I'm not doing the spotlight bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's still on TV and they're like, oh, he's doing this bit. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and even like the Itchy and Scratchy mm. episode, like, who is it? It's Itchy and Scratchy, they both have their own sons, little yep. sons, but yeah. like they still kill each other <laughs> with their sons. But then... Didn't they look like they're having fun before they were decapitated? <laughs> Wasn't it a nice cartoon? <laughs> but yeah, we love it when the Itchy and Scratchy episodes do something pertinent to the actual mm-hmm. Simpsons episode, and yeah. yeah, having the game a catch that then turns into a catch with decapitated Scratchy head. 
It's great. Sunrise, sunset. Yes, we have no bananas. So yeah, the heart moments and I think it's really true what you were saying before, Beach, is that they really didn't need to do a full act of like a resolution or anything because them building up the heart throughout this episode was pretty damn satisfying. Yeah, it all came to mm. more of an apex of that reunion. And then, yeah, the, the nuts and bolts of reconciliation is not interesting. I was just going to say, you, you don't want to blow your load with this sort of thing no. either. It's like <laughs> you, can use, you can use other episodes to kind of keep building yeah. this relationship. Mm. There's no point in like going zero to 100 with this. Definitely. And, and yeah, taking the slow pacing works for this episode. I got like, I mean, conversely, I do got to say that it is kind of a bit of a slow drudge at times. Mm. Like, I really think I could have sped up both the second and the third acts. Mm. But yeah, also, I don't know what you cut. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I feel like that feeling that you're getting is like from Bart and Lisa's perspective because it's kind of like the rabbi is so fucking stubborn that yeah. it's so frustrating but it's coming through so well in that you really feel for Bart and Lisa that they're like putting so much into it yeah and, and just not getting anywhere yeah yeah and you feel like it feels more real mm. because you know it'd be so easy for the rabbi to just be like oh fuck I never thought of it like that <laughs> yeah I should go talk to him and the way Lisa thinks about using knowledge about the religion mm-hmm to kind of open up his eyes was really good. Get him where it hurts in the yeah. Judaica. <laughs> <laughs> and it was interesting that it ended up being a Sammy Davis Jr. line that mm-hmm. saved it all. And mm. I'm like, wait, he was Jewish? And yeah, apparently Sammy Davis Jr. converted to Judaism in 1961. Well, there you go. But yes or no, would you watch it again? Yes. Absolutely. Definitely, we're going to watch it again. What playlist does this go in? Uh, appearances across his dad are the obvious ones, so let's ignore that. Yep. Bart Lisa Detective. Yeah, definitely. And good crusty episodes. Yeah. Good crusty. Mm. That's about it. That's all that really happens in this one. I'm trying to think <laughs> of like estranged three fathers. Lines. How many of those were there? <laughs> yeah, surely we've got some more of that. Um that t- watching TV at a bus station. Yep, yep. Oh, did any of these episodes start out with watching television tonight? I don't think they did. Uh, yeah. Oh, this one did. Because yeah. it started out with uh, Krusty throwing axes at Sideshow Melf. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sideshow Mel gets knocked out, cut to the kids. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how he keeps like mentioning his side character, Corporal Punishment, as well. Yeah. <laughs> you never see him actually do he anything. Did, I do like he's holding up Mel's still semi-unconscious uh, body <laughs> for the final little curtain. Oh, it was great. Um... Yeah, the, the, the playlist question is kind of cut and dry for this one, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's just very focused, I think. There's no B-plot, so... Yeah, definitely. Uh, BT, is there anything you'd like to change about this episode? Ooh, uh, good question. I don't... I mean, you could tighten certain things up, but I don't think there's any anything that's obviously something you could cut out. So, no, yeah. not, not particularly. I think everything runs pretty smoothly. Yeah. Um... No, I'm I'm fairly well confident this is probably about as good as this one was going to get. Oh, okay. I think. I mean, I, I'll yell if I have any ideas. Michael, is there anything you'd like to change? Uh, I guess if there was a way to add more about that relationship between Krusty and the secretary, that would have been nice. Ah, I kept yeah. meaning to bring that up. Yeah, Miss Penny Candy, which yeah. is a great riff on Miss Money Penny from uh, the Bond Miss series. Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's a complex character. There's a lot yeah. going on. There. Oh, hello, Mrs. Penny Candy. <laughs> it's Miss. 
Yeah, so just looking her up now, she was in this episode. She was also in Crusty Gets Cancelled. Mm-hmm. But the Fink, brother from another series. But she's got such great dramatic lines of like, how can somebody ignore someone who loves him so much? Mrs. Simpson, I've wasted my womanhood worrying that one oh. that. And they just, if you don't go to his house tonight, I won't be here on tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, this woman just throws 110% in everything. It's beautiful. She does. And and then when yeah, she throws her arms around Krusty when he says, okay. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of weird that in that moment that he cancelled to scrub the mildew off his bath. I got a surprise that he's yeah. doing that. He gets from talking about how tired he is to yeah. uh, scrubbing his own shower. You feel like you'd have people for that, but yeah. it is it is a funny cut to something came something came up at the last moment. Just damn mildew, ah, eh, good enough. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it, it I think it would have landed better if it was something that people enjoy doing, like smoking with Mister Teeny. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something like porno related <laughs> phone like, sex crusty. yeah i was like phone yeah. sex yeah things i'd change i'd i don't know how i'd change it but i just really wish that because this episode feels like it's in two parts you have mm-hmm. a story about crusty canceling on bart and the simpson family for dinner which then transitions to a story about crusty's father now the storylines kind of feed each other which is why i don't necessarily mind or consider Mm -hmm. it like doing an irrelevant first act or anything i just wish they'd lent into it more one way because it even though there's not a lot of room for what could come next for the resolution i do feel like they kind of rushed it at the end and there was probably another couple of things that needed to happen there Mm. yeah maybe but i still think a crescendo needs to be short yeah that's true guest stars of the episode so yes jackie mason playing rabbi hyman christofsi as he always does Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did a great job in this episode. Yeah, he has a really great line in this one, which is, uh, I have no son! And then it's how great we came all this way, so I didn't the right guy. I didn't mean that literally. Yeah. <laughs> and I like when he's at Izzy's Deli, and because uh, Jewish delis, they're very famous for having a lot of like the sandwiches named after a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And he's reading through, and he goes, oh, the Jackie Mason, oh, that'll make me gassy. <laughs> that was really funny. And Bruce Willis, I don't even like his movies. <laughs> and then what was Krusty's sandwich? That's ham, sausage, and bacon with mayo <laughs> on rye. <laughs> Just three strikes. <laughs> oh, Krusty. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It shows how much he's abandoned his uh, his faith and his people and his father and mm. his sandwich preferences. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. As a kid, I always just thought uh, because it was the crusty sandwich mm-hmm. um, that offended him. But yeah, it, it gives you something when you get a little older when and wiser. Little, yeah, mm. you know a little bit more about the world. Yep. So yeah, that uh, that was it. That was him. He did a great job. Unfortunately, Jackie Mason is a piece of shit in real life. But you know that happens no, with really? a lot of. I didn't know that. Yeah. What did he do? Disowned his. He had a son who's transgender. Now is a woman, and now he goes. I'll talk to my son again when he's ready to be my son. And so what you're saying is we need to reconcile him and his daughter. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <Okay. laughs> <laughs> I'm not learning ancient Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine, but I get to dress up in the old Hasidic Jew outfit. You just want them curls. They, they're delightful. <laughs> Apologies if calling those curls delightful is in any way offensive. I just mm. think they're cool. You think one day he'll watch that this episode again and just be like, "Fuck, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing Wait a that." Minute. <laughs> Life is imitated art. <laughs> It's also fun to do an impression on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, piece of shit. Real life actors that did a good job in The Simpsons, along with James Woods and John Lovitz, and yeah. Well, we focus on the character and the and the performance. That's right, for the most part. 
So musical moments of this episode. I love Krusty's song at the start. Uh, I'm wondering if it is a parody of something. Or what was it? Here? We had lots of 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 fun. Now <laughs> the show is done. Fun. And if I wake up dead, I'll be still doing the show in heaven or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's just generic, goofy closing of a show music, but maybe. And when Bart's uh, getting ready, he's singing, uh, this could be the start of something big. Uh, yeah, I like that because reminds me of when he gets uh, made with the mob. Yeah, and he's uh, singing witchcraft. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. He's got he's got some very classic tastes. He does. He he likes the jazz standards. Mm-hmm. Bit of the crooner, yeah, definitely. Mm. So, BT, do you have any other notes? Uh, one of the books Lisa's is reading is Views on Jews. Oh, really? I just like the alliteration. <laughs> nice. And uh, Simpson sign writers were go- going good from a while back. Yeah, and I don't know if it's intentional, but I assume it is. So when, in the end, when uh, he gets convinced that yes, he should reconcile with his son, there's a shot of the king and queen on a chess set that he's playing with, and they look like the hair looks like Bart and Lisa. Oh, really? Yeah. the The king has like you know Bart's pointy hair, and the queen kind of has something that looks a bit like Lisa. It may, I, I reckon, it's intentional, but it may not be. It just could be coincidental, but. I'm going to choose to believe it is that he's been checkmated <laughs> into uh, chess. I did not have a way to finish that sentence. <laughs> I'm going to close my notes and hope no one asks me any more questions. That's it? You're out of notes? I said no more questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of the notes. Uh, Michael, do you have any other notes? The only thing I've got written down is Little Krusty was adorable. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and Little teeth sticking out? Yeah, yeah. And Dan Castellaneta, that voice is Krusty, right? Yeah. Yeah, the way he voiced him as Little Krusty was just yeah. very adorable. Do I want to make people laugh? <laughs> Ooh, life is serious, son. Yeah. <laughs> I, sa- I sound a little too much like Dracula there. <laughs> All right, time for my rapid final note time, which is fast. <laughs> The sound of something like spinning past the camera. Oh, nice, nice. There's a little quick shot where Maggie's drinking out of the dog bowl. <laughs> nice little cute bit, and yep. like Marge is just so unfazed. So when Bart gets the news that Krusty's coming over his di- for dinner and he says, God bless that clown, there is this weird double zoom of animation that cuts out most of Bart's head in this, and it looks fucking awful. Yeah, I didn't notice. It totally looks like when you're watching a video that was recorded on someone's phone and they hit mm-hmm. the double zoom part mm-hmm. the way through. I hope someone got flyered for that blunder. <laughs> um, you're just doing this too. I'm like, yeah, doing audio shit posting. <laughs> When Milhouse assumes that he's the one that's meant to say grace in that moment, that was really cute. <laughs> Bless us, oh Lord. Yeah. And <laughs> Homer's like, Jewish entertainer, get out of here. <laughs> Mel Brooks is Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> like half the bit. Oh, fuck, I love Mel Brooks, though. Mm-hmm. Another subtle bit as well, when Krusty is breaking down crying in that scene, he pulls out a clown hanky that's got like several yeah. hankies attached to it. Great. I love clown humor. After he tells the story about um, how his father and him are estranged and Homer goes, oh, Bart, you don't have to follow in my footsteps. I don't even like going into the bathroom after you. Yep. <laughs> and then during the strangulation, uh, it cuts back to Lisa and Krusty, but Bart's head tips into the frame a couple of times. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a good little, like, he's still being choked. It's just we've, we've cut to something else. Yeah, and Hyman was choking Krusty in that same manner as well. In mm-hmm. the... It's yeah. just a Springfield thing. <laughs> I love how freaked out Reverend Lovejoy got when he thought the kids were converting. <laughs> that was good. 
And then he just believed them when they said, oh, that radio show. Yeah, it's all the kids talk about the next day at school. I'll have a free shirt. (laughs) Gabbin with God. (laughs) (laughs) And what do they call it? Yeah, to get more funding, we allocate Sunday dead time to public service shows of limited appeal. (laughs) Uh, So the radio guy as well was wearing a fog hat shirt. I liked that. Just a big fog hat fan. Slow ride. (laughs) Take it easy. Etc. Yeah. I wasn't aware with, uh, of that band until Guitar Hero. <laughs> There's a lot of bands that I wasn't yeah. aware of until Guitar Hero. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that game opened my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it uh, made me lose a lot of time. <laughs> Ironically, I was going to music uni at that time. So, yeah. Uh, so many bands from Guitar Hero. Them and... Um, sporadic. Sporadic. Oh, how could I not immediately think of Sporadic? I don't know. I did. Yeah. And the guys who sung Avalanche, they were cool. <laughs> anyway, Did enough about say? Guitar Hero. <laughs> and yeah, my final note is, I love how Barney goes to hand Mo a hanky at the end. And <laughs> it's a quick cutaway to a joke that, yeah, like you said, didn't undercut the moment, but you still got to laugh out of, yeah. here, take my hanky, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, I'm all out of notes. It is time to rank this thing. Michael, first cab off the rank, man, what you got? <sighs> Hmm. I think I'm going to go with gold. Yeah. Because although it's not a very funny episode, it's, as you said, it's a very big episode on building the world and building these side characters that you'll learn a lot about. And it's important that you learn about these sort of characters because, like, Krusty already had an appearance in one episode, but, like, now we get to learn more about him. What is it about him that makes him the way he is? Yeah. So it makes sense, like, why he's always uh, on the chat lines and stuff like that, and looking at porn or, like, you know, trying to get with women in that sense. He's like, trying to fill that void. Yeah, he's filling that void, and it's, like, that's why there's, like, this loneliness behind him. Mm. which is i'm glad that they they build on that mm. and yeah why he spends so much time at the track because there he doesn't have to think about it when, when he's at the track it's all business yeah <laughs> all right i'm going with a silver for this one i'm kind of surprised in myself because this is like the sort of hard episode that i love and is sorely missing lately but yeah i don't know there's just some pacing things for me that i can't overlook that really slow this episode down and it's not one that i'm readily gonna go to revisit again but it's, I still recognize its greatness. So, yeah, it's a great old silver for me. How about you, BT? Yeah, I get the silver. I'm just trying to figure out if I land on the gold or silver. Because, yeah, it's a little light on jokes, but it is such a character-driven one, and the, those characteristics have maintained throughout the rest of the series. I reckon I'm on a gold. I think it's just good storytelling, even though it's not a laugh out loud. It's not a one you seek out when you want to feel good and have a good time, but it is definitely essential. Well, not essential. Uh, it is important to The Simpsons because it builds so much and it does a lot for the characters. And yeah, sometimes you don't have to be told a, a good laughing story to have a really solid episode. I think it's something The Simpsons used to do a lot mm. that doesn't necessarily return to all that much anymore. And yeah, I I, f- I think I'm satisfied with settling on the gold. All right, cool. Well, that'll make it a dull gold all mm. around. I think this that's will- where it belongs, yeah. Yeah, this will be joining another Season 2 episode, Homer versus Lisa and the Eighth Commandment, where they steal cable TV. This will also be joining No Disgrace Like Home, the mm-hmm. Dr. Marvin Monroe episode. <laughs> Life in the Fast Lane, the Jacques Bowling one. Lisa's rival, you know, Allison and Milhouse. Uh, I didn't do anything. 
I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and also some Teens Era episodes, Homer to the Max, Homer in Kidney Trouble, Simple Simpson, the Pie Man episode, and Season 20's The Good and Sad than the Drug League. have a lot of hard episodes in this one. A lot, lot more character story-driven ones. I think that, that's fair. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. All right, guys, that does it for episode 77 of The Simpsons Index. Michael, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, once again, for those at home, uh, what's your podcast? Tell the good people. Yeah, so if you enjoy listening to my voice, you can hear <laughs> us on Mondays. Our episodes come out weekly. It's the Oz Culture podcast discussing all pop culture, so movie reviews, game reviews, etc. And our last episode that is going to be coming out this Monday is going to be about The Simpsons. And it's going to be about what we delve into, like what happened to The Simpsons, you know, can we pinpoint where it went wrong with the newer episodes and how's The Simpsons hold up now? Is it justified the hatred for The yeah. Simpsons? So yeah, it's going to be a fun episode and uh, yeah. 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 Well, next time uh, we get you on, I think I'm going to have to give you like a real burning, horrible one, you know, because <laughs> you, you got off kind of light yeah. with, the, <laughs> with the new episode this time. I need to give you something that's going to make you not believe in things. <laughs> I was I was astonished. I actually enjoyed this, this the latest HD, episode. Yeah. And this yeah. only came out last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Literally Sunday just been. <laughs> and BT, thank you very much for making the long, cold, arduous journey. Oh, no. Thank you. <laughs> he walked down some stairs. Um, and I'm and now I have to walk up them. That's what you need to thank me for. <laughs> yeah, it's not so much coming to the show. That yeah. All right. And yeah, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill. And go check us out on Twitter at Simpsons Index and Facebook.com slash The Simpsons Index. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for checking out The Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content... How you guys uh, go about swearing? Just try and keep it to a minimum? Go yeah. nuts. Go, go nuts? Go counting fuckball nuts. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm, I've put the explicit thing on iTunes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's the little E there, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. it's on the person as far as I'm fucking concerned. <laughs> Actually, as far as I'm fucking concerned, what? <laughs> Ten intense tenants and ten intense. God damn. Ten intense tenants and ten tense tense. Eric Banner's ba- band. Fuck. Piper. <laughs> Pickled pepper. <laughs> Peter Spector picked another pickle bearing pussy pepper. Why? Nice. Yeah. System you... of Down fans, anybody? Yes. <laughs> I like a few of their songs. Yeah. I remember memorizing that one in uh, high school. A former cop undercover Jessica Shot. Now recovered. Former cop undercover Jessica Shot. Now recovered. Why? I, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I could go on for ages, but this isn't the System of a Down <laughs> Index. No. I'd say the moment that's of the story that stuck out to uh, stuck out. That's weird. I, <laughs> I was... hope someone got fired 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 for that blunder. <laughs> hope someone got fired for that blunder. Yeah. <laughs> to me, he was so wonderful. Who was that? Actor we called George Papel. Oh my Papel. Yes, he started Banner Check. <laughs> oh my Papel. <laughs> I never saw his show. <laughs> as long as we're talking sandwiches, we do have a bonus question. If you could have a sandwich named after you, what would it be? Or failing that, just a simple question of best sandwich?
Best sandwich, eh? Yep. But you get the chance to have a sandwich named after you. What would be what you want people to know you as as a sandwich? <laughs> There's so many things. Like, I would want meatballs, but then I would want bacon. Mm-hmm. Then I would want hamburger patty as well. <laughs> on, like, sourdough bread. Yep. Um, being, I'm nah. No, it's a tough question. Yeah, this is I, very I don't like tough. swing it on people, but uh, you know, there's it's it's a very tight two hour yep. show. I'll I'll put some <laughs> lettuce to to keep it a bit healthy. Yeah, it, illusion uh, of health. Yeah, the illusion <laughs> of health. Uh, I find lettuce tends to be the Christmas that cuts through a lot of the uh, the meat. It needs yeah. something to like like spice it up a little bit. Mm. Maybe like a tomato sauce to complement the meatballs, yeah, like a pasta yeah, sort yeah, of sauce. Yeah. yeah, I could be on board with that. Mm. Feels like it needs like a yeah like a sourdough but like a roll or something. Yeah. To, to continue, you got my meatball sauce. It's gonna get messy. Mm. That. <laughs> that perfectly would in- encapsulate me, because then people. It feels your, your representation. Very, yeah, like he's messy. He wants a lot, but <laughs> doesn't know what exactly he wants. So he had to just put a whole bunch but of shit together. <laughs> yeah, he said, "Fuck it, let's throw it all together." Nice, nice. Eat it and hope for the best. Sounds like a good seven napkin sort of meal there. <laughs> oh yeah. At least. I still like the idea of rating sandwiches via napkins. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got to eat this on the run. I did one napkin max. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially for drive through. That'd be like a good advisory yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, fuck the nutritional information. Be like, mm. sir, I realize you're at the drive through, so I have to tell you this is a 10 napkin burger. <laughs> you do not want to eat this while driving. <laughs> Have you got leather seats? Good. <laughs> Cloth will soak this shit up. Are you wearing a poncho? Okay, then you're fine. <laughs> That's right. This episode of The Simpsons Index is brought to you by Ping. Ping, try it today. You'll like it. <laughs> <laughs>